Hello, and welcome to the 107th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. 107 episodes. We've done like 20 of those in the last month, right? Um, <laughs> it feels like it. We've done a podcast every week, but you guys are benefiting from it. Um, my name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about Read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by a bevy of brilliant women, including our special guest tonight, Dr. Kashana Gray. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. You don't say thank you yet. We ain't started. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. By the end. <laughs> Especially once Alicia get a few more beers in her. Okay. Hey. Uh, also up tonight <laughs> are some of our, our usual wonderful hosts, including Alicia Carabinas. Good evening, Alicia. Hey, what's up? Apparently, uh, I drink a lot of beers on the show. I don't know. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, Ashley Berry. Hey, Ashley. Hello. We didn't scare her away yet. No. <laughs> and uh, Charlotte Hyde. Hello, Charlotte. Hi. We may be joined by Alex a little later because she's off doing kind of her weird I want to be an athlete and drink beer thing. She's playing disc golf worlds in the world. They're kind of world competitions, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess they were doing pretty well because they lasted longer than they thought they were going to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, so she may jump in and join us at some point during the evening. All right, so let's get started. <clears throat> we will do our usual, um, starting off by doing a little introduction of ourselves and then, um, go ahead and do our favorite things, which are what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Those are all very important things. Um, Kishana, as I said, is joining us tonight. And Kishana, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and all the wonderful things you do down there at Eastern Kentucky? <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm an assistant professor at Eastern Kentucky University. I, this is my fourth year, I think. This is my fourth year there now. I got my PhD at Arizona State, uh, 2011, in uh, the School of Social Transformation. Mm. Um, I got, I did my PhD, my dissertation, excuse me, on um, experiences of women and people of color in Xbox Live. Um, I'm very much a console gamer. Um, I don't really do PC gaming. I know we'll get into that later. Um, I've been criticized a lot, saying I'm not a real gamer because I Whatever. don't. You know what? Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Right? Right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I, um... Again, you know, my research is an extension of that. You know, do um, feminist media stuff, um, anti-racist, you know, kind of scholarship. I do a lot of activism. Um, I, I was in Ferguson, you know, for a little while, doing some doing some research there, doing some activism there. Fuck yeah! Need it, you know, like in Baltimore, and sounds like we're gonna have to turn up in Texas also. So um, <laughs> that, um, that's that's kind of what I do. Um, uh, I guess um, I think that's what you're asking. I, I think I answered your question. Yes. Was yes. I got two kids. I love my kids. So they're so right kids. Now. They, they can't us. You have kids. Yes. Two and four. 
Oh, good gravy. Oh, yeah. I have a two-year-old. Yay! Oh, they're so fun. you're crazy just like me all the yeah. time. <laughs> we don't really sleep, do we? No. 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 That's no. so why I'm like <laughs> tweeting at 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm up trying to get them. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I have some stuff to do, but it's 4 yeah. o'clock in the morning. It really seems like the best time to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the best time to tweet. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's me. That's me. Yes. Well, so like I said, there's a couple of us have kids. I have a seven-year-old who is still up at 9.30 at night because we went to the fair today, and she's consumed probably more sugar than she has in the last six months in one day. Oh, my so gosh. So she may never fair, go to sleep. Fair food is the best food ever. Funk cake, sausage, and peppers, best food ever. The lemon shake-ups, do they still have those? Oh, or, my God. Just put three cups of sugar in the bottom, squeeze a half a lemon, some water, and shake it up and tell you here's your lemon shake-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. diabetes, right? <laughs> Yum. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, best stuff ever. Yep. Gosh, my sugar's hurting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, Alicia, who are you? Um, the lush of the show, I guess. Uh, my feelings are hurt. Thank you. Uh, my name is Alicia Carabinus. I am about to start my PhD in rhetoric and composition at Purdue. Finally, after being pushed to enter the program for a while. Uh, for now, I am a lecturer, and I hold many side jobs at the university, so many that the Human Resources Department hates me. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. I actually knew Well, she was a lecturer. You know, they le- lecturers get paid like peanuts. Yeah, so um, we have to have like a bunch of different you know, side hustles, but I'm, I'm just really capable. Uh, no bragging, just truth, because I'm not weird um, here. But uh, so I get all this stuff, but you know, then I had they have to juggle and do creative accounting. So when people see me come into like the business offices, they're like, "Damn it, she's got <laughs> papers. It's work. Sorry." Anyway, that's me. Right. <laughs> who are you, darling? Who did you, you said Ashley, right? Sorry, yeah, I, was looking, <laughs> I was. I was playing Journey. Actually, I checked out 20 minutes ago. What the hell wrong with you? I was looking up a bread emoji for my sister because she meant to say bread as in B-R-E-D, and she said B-R-E-A-D, so I sent her a bread emoji. Anyway, funny. Hi, I'm Ashley Barry. I um, I work in publishing during the day. I live out, right outside of Boston, and I write for Not Your Mom's Gamer at night. So that is what I do. Um, all right, someone else take it. <laughs> I guess that leaves me. <laughs> okay, um, I'm Charlotte Hyde. I am a doctoral candidate in the PhD program at, uh, well, the RETCOMP PhD program, not just a generic one <laughs> at uh, Purdue. <laughs> and I am the um, resident Lego scholar who really misses my Lego. Charlotte's moving, so she had to she had to pack her Legos away. Aww. It's very sad. Apparently. All right. <laughs> so let's jump into the fun part of the evening, uh, where we do the what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, and we're going to show some manners tonight. We have a guest. And um, we'll let Kashana start. And Kashana, tell us what you've been playing, darling. Oh, my half. I don't play that much anymore. My partner, Kaylin, plays and I watch. 
So right now, Kaylin plays Smite. Um, Smite on Xbox One. It's kind of cool. So I'm guessing it's one of these computer games that has transitioned to console. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's kind of awesome. That, Battlefield Hardline, and I'm trying to think of something else. That he, Batman, Arkham Asylum. Actually, I did play that a little bit. So I've been playing Batman, um, the new Batman, a little bit. Um, but again, I just can't find time, you know, to play with everything else that's going on, you know, trying to publish so I won't perish. Um, <laughs> I'm to, I'm take care of my kids, too, so CPS won't come and get them, you know, because I'm neglecting them. Cause yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it, it's hard to find time to, to still play. Even justifying video games for research, it's, it's, it's hard to find time. Um, so right now I'm watching. I'm doing more watching than I am playing. I find it's really fun, though, to watch sometimes, especially if somebody's got a little bit of a different play style than you. Yeah, and yeah. you can focus on different things. Uh, so that's that's man, I think that's legitimate research work too. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And since absolutely. a lot of us, since a lot of us uh, Twitch stream, when when I'm like writing or I have other stuff to do and I don't have time to watch or I have to be actively doing something else like writing something, I'll, I'll like start harassing folks like Alicia, go play some State of Decay <laughs> and stream it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm just I'm like I don't care. I just need to watch somebody who I know is not gonna be offensive. She just right. uses me. Play right. the game for a while. Right? <clears throat> yeah, well, you know. That's that's what happens. Alright. Uh Alicia, how about you go next, darling? What you playing? Man, I've been playing two games more than any other. I have been playing friggin' Alpha Bear, which is your fault. Because <laughs> last podcast, you were like, Alpha Bear, and I'm like, oh, let me look this up. I thought I saw a screenshot of that the other day. So I've been playing Alpha Bear nonstop, and my husband and I, man, we always end up playing the same stuff at the same time, and we get super competitive about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll be sitting there, and, uh, you know, the baby will be playing, because my son is out of town, so the baby will be, like, playing on the floor in front of us. We're sitting on the couch next to each other. We're both playing Alpha Bear, and we're, like, looking at each other's screens, and like trying to distract each other and just in general being total assholes and be like, I got this score. Look at my words, you know? So we're just mean about it. But then then after she goes to sleep, we'll play Don't Starve together, 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 together. And uh, and then we're really nice and cooperative, so it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah. those are the two games that have really been taking up a lot of time. We've been trying to play a little bit of Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. It's not going so well. I don't love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. That happens. All right. Well, I'll jump in and tell you what I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Alpha Bear. <laughs> because, you know, Alpha Bear. Mm -hmm. I know. It's like, give me a word game. And I get so hooked on word games sometimes. And 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 I find that I get more hooked on word games if I if I like connect them to Facebook or like Google Play or whatever, cause then um cause then I'm I'm competing against people. Cause not to say that I'm competitive, but you know I got a little issue. So I have not purposely have not connected this to Facebook or Google Play because I don't want to find myself like playing Alpha Bear like four or five, six hours a day because um, I would if I was competing against somebody. So probably less alphabet than I would have been playing. Yeah. 
Um, I've been playing The Fall on Xbox One, which is an older game because it was out for it's been out for a while on other consoles, but it just came to uh, Xbox One um, like last week. I want to say was the week it came out, mm-hmm. um, or this week, one of the two. It's been real recent because I got it. Yeah, when really it just recent. Came out. Um, so I've been playing The Fall. Uh, once again, it's another astronaut game. This is like, uh, this is, a, and Alicia and I were supposed to be co-writing a post on this. About we're going to. We've been busy. <laughs> about Because <laughs> this has been the you year. I caught you out. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, about I know. astronauts uh, getting um, stranded <laughs> on planets, right? So first it was the book, The Martian, right? And they're making that into a movie. Um, then there was what was it? What was it the game you were playing? Invis not Invisible Planet. Lifeless Planet. Lifeless Planet. Um, and then um, oh, it was the one on uh, the one on the phone. Um, Lifeline. Lifeline. Yep. I'm like I played. I'm I should know. I played all these damn games. Uh, Lifeline. And now the fall is on Xbox One, but it's been out for a while. But it just kind of caught my attention when it hit Xbox One. So. Um, which was really interesting. I like this one a lot because it's not necessarily about the astronaut, but it's about the AI um, in his spacesuit that is doing everything he can to keep him alive, or doing everything she can to keep her alive, him alive. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so, and, it, and as the game goes on, it's like you're trying to figure out if the AI is faulty or if the AI is really doing what she says she's doing. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Um, and I'm going to have to get this game, aren't I? It's pretty interesting. You know what? Oh, you don't have a Wii. I was going to say, I have a, a code for it for free on the Wii U, but you don't have a Wii U. Um, uh, sorry, Charlie. Um, <laughs> um, 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 what was I going to say? Damn, I forgot that fast. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's an interesting game. The puzzles are not extremely intuitive. I don't know if it's just that they're not. Because I'm a big puzzle gamer from way back when. So usually people are like, oh, that that game was too hard. The puzzles are too hard. I can go in and like, just like wipe the slate of those puzzles in no time flat. Because I've been playing puzzle games for thirty something years. Mm-hmm. Um, these are kind of. I don't know if they're just poorly done. Or if I'm just, I don't know, maybe I was drunk that night. But um, anyway, <laughs> we'll keep playing and see what happens. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> um, I played some uh, Mighty Switch Force on the 3DS because that was a little bit of fun. Um, where you play a, it's a kind of platformer. Um I'm I'm I I have my ebbs and flows with platformers. Sometimes I love them, sometimes I hate them. But I bought the this one. I was like, oh, well, platformer, super cool. I'm gonna love this. Now when I'm around the planet, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into this one. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll see. Um, well, I'm sorry, what was it called? Super Switch Force. Oh no, Mighty Switch Force. I'm sorry, Super Switch Force. Oh, Mighty okay. Switch Force. It. Yeah, it's an indie one. Okay. I might um, like it. I love platformers. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fun. I can see how it would be a lot of fun, but I'm not really into it right now. I have to get back into platformers. Um, it's probably because I've been playing like every Mario game known to man because P decided she wants to play all the Mario games. Um, so we bought a bunch of Mario games for 3DS, and we bought them all on carts because we have to trade them back and forth. Um, so when she gets stuck, she's like, Mama, finish this level. I can't do it. Um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> you got that to look forward to. How awesome is that, though? That your mom actually can beat the game for you. Like most of us don't have that. <laughs> no, like, I don't mom know what button to push. <laughs> my mom would be like shaking the controller. What do I do? Not that. <laughs> um, and then okay, so this game's been out forever, and people have been playing. But for some reason, a lot of my Facebook friends are playing it right now, and I blame each and every one of them. Um, are playing Dwarf Fortress right now. So I was like, you know what? I have avoided this game. It's supposed to be the hardest game on the face of the planet. You know, it's supposed to be like a, a passion project. These people have been making this game for like 400 years, and it's constantly evolving. It's supposed to be like the best game ever, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm going to download uh, Dwarf Fortress. One, it didn't want to run on my new MacBook because it was like, oh, no, I can't run on this new fancy hardware. So you had to go in and... Um, you had to go in and, and hack code to make the damn game run on the new MacBooks. Um, I guess I could have just installed it on my PC that, I, that I'm supposed to be using for gaming, but that would have involved me actually going into my office and using it, um, which was apparently too much work. So I played Dwarf Fortress for like, oh, I don't know, two or three hours one night. And you know what? Fuck that game, man. I don't know. What the hell? It is like the craziest game on the face of the planet. It's like you take a mood and you mix it with Dungeons and Dragons and then you mix it with like some old school Ultima Online but make it all ASCII. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. That no. sounds like, mm, I feel like suffering tonight. I'm just going to suffer. That'll be <laughs> That's fun. That's kind of what it felt like. <clears throat> That's exactly kind of what it felt like. All right. That's what I'm playing. My kid just spilled applesauce all over my recliner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a present. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. So, who's up next? Ashley, I'm going to pick okay. you. All right. Um, I am playing Journey <laughs> because the, it re-released on uh, PS4. Sam's shaking her head. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'm playing, uh, I'm still playing Monument Valley, and I started up Last of Us Remastered again HD. And I played, uh, started playing this new game. I got into the beta of it. Um, I think it's called, I'm not sure how, how to pronounce it, Jotun. I think J O T U N. It's um, a Viking game, and you play as a um, a lady named or a Viking lady named Thora, and she died an inglorious death. And so now she in the in the um, I don't know, like purgatory world or something. She has to prove herself to the gods. It reminds me a lot of like a hand drawn Shadow of the Colossus, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. She's um, uh, she has a different body type, which is what I really like, um, and she wields a giant battle axe, which is awesome. So I have a lot of fun with that. So, and that's what I'm playing. Yeah. Cool. I came back just in time. <laughs> I'm talking about journey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sam's such a hater. Which one did you say after Monument Valley? I looked at Monument Valley. It looks really cool. What was the other one? I can't remember. Here's the third one. You said. Oh, I so I played. Um, I played. I'm playing Last of Us, the remastered HD wow. version, and I am also playing Jotun, J O T U N, and playing the beta version. 
Well, let me tell you, Monument Valley, I played Monument Valley when it first came out, excuse me, <clears throat> um, and I played it with my kid at night. Um, we would lay next to each other um, in bed while I was putting her to sleep, <clears throat> and we would, it was so kind of, kind of calming and relaxing that it would just kind of put her, to, it would just kind of put her to sleep, so see, that might be a good one for you to check out. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I feel that way about Journey. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to keep bringing up Journey. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I missed it, huh? Okay. Yep. Um, but I feel that way about um, Journey as well. I find it very relaxing and, you know, and it's the same with Monument Valley where it, there's calming music. And at least with Monument Valley, I feel like um, there's more to do. There's more of like a puzzle. It's kind of more of so about the puzzle than the experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Um it's more active, I guess, than sliding around on sand dunes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that. Cool. Yep. Charlotte? <clears throat> What's playing, Not darling? Nothing. Banned. I am super excited because I, it, it seems like Nevermind has a new level, and y'all know I love that game. Oh, yeah. So, tomorrow... I'm going to try to play Nevermind and Her Story. Oh, my gosh. Her Story is so good. It's, it's right up my alley. So I bought it last week, and I just never got back to it. But oh, you have to tell me about it immediately. Because I will tell you, you're going to sit there, and you're just going to do the whole thing at once. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, mostly I'm just disassembling Legos and highly anticipating my move. So, so you can get I'm all your stuff back together. highly anticipating you playing Her Story. Yes. Well, because I want, I, I have like really awesome Lego sets that need to happen, and I can't do them until I move. So you need distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> so I, um, I'm gonna probably play those two tomorrow, and uh, and try to to play something. Something I gotta play something. See, <coughs> dang, excuse me. I've been debating about her story because I was like, maybe I'll play it on my iPad. Uh, is it not on there? Yeah, it's on iPad. It is. I, 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 I would. Bought it the, but I bought it for my Mac, though. Mm, I mean, I would. I would really recommend having talked to Mac? people. Having talked to people who played it on iOS, mm -hmm. I would really recommend playing it on the computer because, for one thing, it's all typing based. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so that's just easier. But there's a setting, I think, and, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think it works on iOS, but it may not be set to default. That is set to default in the PC, which actually adds a lot to the experience. Mm -hmm. okay, but I don't want to spoil it. It does work on my Mac, though, because I've already installed it. I haven't oh, played it, yeah. but I assume it works. Yes, but. yes, so you're good. But I'm just telling Sam, and she's like, maybe I'll play it on the iPad. I'm like, oh, well, maybe God. you can play it on your Mac, is all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's you should. Maybe I will. All right, fine. Okay, you got me. That's what I play. All right. All right. I'm done. Done. <laughs> All right. So, what about reading? Who's reading something interesting this week? I started Kishana? reading a book that I've had for a long, You're long time. You're rude ass. Kashana. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Here. I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my fault. Are you reading anything interesting, darling? I didn't have a computer charger. I'm here. <laughs> my battery is getting ready to die. I'm here. 
<laughs> She's like, I had to go charge for batteries. I had to get a charge. I'm sorry. I'm here. My bad. Did you ask me something? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I said, what are you, are you reading something interesting this week? I'm, I don't read for fun. I don't do that anymore. What are you talking about? There's no reading for fun. No, it could be, it could be research reading that's interesting. I have, um, I've been doing a lot of research with undergrad students right now. Uh -huh. So we were looking at um, collective memory. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So looking at like how we make sense of, she was on a project like on Mike Brown, like a lot of these shootings is happening. Mm -hmm. So she was looking at like collective memory and how we remember and make sense of you know this traumatic events that happen. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a different research kind of area for me, but it's cool. I like it. I like it. It's cool. So it's not pertaining to my research directly, but I had to read up a little bit so I can help her do her stuff. You know. Right. Um. And then, um, of course, I'm always in the hashtags, um, you know, like the <laughs> kind of hashtag kind of stuff. So I've been, um, this, um, the, the white people one, it's on my list to, you know, kind of look at and collect some stuff on, but I haven't done anything on it. And I don't written, recommend it. <laughs> not much has been written, like, on hashtag kind of activism. Like, it's news, a lot of blogs have happened, but it's not that much, you know, Critical kind of scholarship. Some of us would really like to pursue that as a sideline. That'd be awesome. Hint, hint, awesome. hint. Mm hmm. Ah. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. I'm still here. No, I'm not bad. All right. <laughs> Alicia, we'll, we'll let you off the hook. Alicia, what you reading, darling? Nothing. Now I'm traumatized. Oh, whatever. I actually want to ask Charlotte, because Charlotte's always read all the things. Um, I started reading The Sweet Hereafter, which I've had for years and just never actually picked up. Because I, I knew it would be really that. sad. You haven't? No. I started watching the movie a few years ago, and then I was like, mm, nope, too sad. And, and this was a really terrible time, life, universe, everything to start this book. It's so sad. It's about a, a, school, a school bus accident in a small town that just oh, devastates no. everyone. <laughs> Uh, so I usually read really quickly. I'm reading really slowly because I just have to put it down a lot and sigh. Mm. Like, oh, okay. no, but I can't I stop because it's really good. So yeah, I might I might check it, it out. I don't know. I, I'm still reading uh, my Scottish fiction, Peter May, um, which is really 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 good. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned before, I actually started reading um, Kashana's book today. Oh, yay! Uh, I didn't get very far because I also watched the white people thing and I got. <laughs> right. I had to do something else for a while. <laughs> um, and it's not that the, the, the white people is fine. I mean, the documentary is fine. It's just the, the comments. Oh my god, the comments. Yeah, the comments. Yeah, the comments. That's so, why I, I'm not sure I recommend that hashtag. I was yeah. hashtag the comments. It's just <laughs> never, it's never, never read the, never read the comments. It's just right. the, the white people. For me, the white people documentary brings up the um, oh my god, the defensiveness and the head in the sand, the white fragility. The, oh yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah. the, oh my gosh, we have to. I mean, the whole the whole documentary to me felt like we have to walk around white people's feelings. Mm. And, oh, so I had to stop, but. Um, Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to read your book. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, let me know what you think. I appreciate it. Interesting so far, and okay. So Purdue has it, which is awesome. Good. Mm -hmm. 
it's not an emotional book because I was yeah. I was hearing her. You know, <laughs> some books are they're emotional, you know. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm not a crier. Like I can cry at books. Some people can't cry at books. You know, like you cry like at a, at the movies. I like I can cry at everything. I can cry. I can definitely cry. That's why I don't. I try not to read a whole lot of super sad books. Sometimes things won't seem like they should be that sad, and mm -mm. I'm still like curled up on the couch weeping. And my husband will be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This is the book." See, in chapter three, it was just awful. <laughs> See, that's why yeah. I would not read that book you're reading right now. You know, I can't, I can't handle that. I, I, I know. It was a really bad life choice, but it's also just really good. It's really well written. Yeah, I don't think I can... I don't know if I can read about um, well, mm. student death right now. I'm not really... Yeah, yeah, it's tough. See, and I'm still mad at Charlotte. What did I do? About The Last of Us. Um... <laughs> That was a long time ago, though. Oh, yeah, God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I hold a grudge. Don't forget yeah. it. Oh, shit. Don't forget it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. The Last of Us, in case y'all don't know, starts with a child death. Sorry if there's a spoiler, yeah. but hell, it's been out forever. That's rough. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't, and she, she just, she was like, oh, there's a part at the beginning. What'd you say? You gonna, what'd you say? You gonna need a drink or something like that? And yeah, I was like, oh. You you for that. <laughs> well, everybody it, knows how I am about about kids and games. I didn't know that quite then, though. I have told you since then on oh, other games. But you know, it, it was kind of funny when I was playing that because it, it seemed so obvious. I mean, I've seen and watched and read so many zombie things. I'm like, well, I know this this can end. It's all but it, it wasn't obvious. Well, I wasn't ready for that. Nope. It wasn't well, obvious. That's the thing. I think it wasn't obvious because we knew that there was going to be a child as a main character, and so right. I think everybody expected that the first child was going to die. Yeah, because we thought that was her. So well, maybe uh, I, I maybe I didn't have enough of the pre prep, but how like whenever I saw like it was it was emotional. Like and it's funny. I'm gonna tell you how I watched it. I didn't actually play this game. My son watches walkthroughs like these videos of like like elders react. Teens react. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do too. So they, you know, they. Last of Us was one of those things. So that's how I play. I see a lot of these games now, and that was it. And he was heartbroken that that happened. So I had to sit. You know, we had to sit our four-year-old down and say, "It's just a game." You know, the zombies. You know, didn't happen. He was really tore up with what happened, and mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. They went there. They really did go. Yeah. There. It was, that's it why was, my kid don't watch games like that. You know, and now. But I've gotten better now. I just tell you just to not play the game. <laughs> well, see, but that she was the thing. She flat out. You don't want to play this. If I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting there the whole time I'm playing this beginning, and I'm just like, well, this is going to end badly for everybody involved because people are always the real threat in the zombie games. It's terrible. So I'm like, whatever, you know, brushing it off. And then it happens. And I still started just sobbing. It was awful, yeah. It was. But, I mean, again, in my defense, you have not played Among the Sleep, right? And I told you not to. So I have not. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm I can handle that. She's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play it. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome game. But, yeah, don't yeah. play it, Sam. But, no, I, it, I didn't play it because I knew I was like, oh, yeah, mm, no. Horrible stuff can happen. Yeah, horrible stuff happens. Sorry, that's also old, so I'm like spoiler queen tonight. 
<laughs> but you know, you gotta get on this stuff. You don't want spoilers. You know what I mean? I don't know. All right. So let's see. Who else? What? Was I reading something interesting this week? I'm still reading a lot of YA fiction. Um, why? Because you know it's summertime. That's all I can take right now. Did you finish Cinder? <laughs> I have not finished Cinder because you know what, Cinder. I had it was a library checkout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, and it didn't, and I didn't finish it in time, so it went back. <laughs> no. no, that's not literally a great endorsement for the book, though, yo. Like, well, no, because it's just that I've been super busy. It has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with that, but um, so it went back, so I didn't get a chance to finish it. But what I did download the other day was, um, and I haven't had a chance to start it yet. And I'm really excited to start it. Was um, Tony Morris's new book. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the sample. I haven't started it either. Oh, I want to read that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to start that once I get. I got uh, a new Amazon um, credit today from that antitrust lawsuit from like a thousand years ago. Really? Oh, really? I got another one today, so now I'm like, what book? What book do I want to buy that I, I didn't get one? Yeah, I really, me either. I think I buy a lot of books. <laughs> so do I, but dang. Shit. <laughs> so I got like I got 50 bucks the first time and then another 15 today. I don't know. All right. So now I got money to spend, is what I'm saying. So everybody's talking about death and all that, and I'm actually reading two books. One is called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and it's by a mortician. And I'm reading another book about cadavers. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Well, the reason why this all started is because um, the author who wrote Smoke Gets in Your Eyes um, has a YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician. And I discovered her channel because I work with somebody who dabbled in death care. And she and I had a conversation one day, and it was just fascinating. And I feel like if I didn't get queasy around bodily fluids and all that shit, I feel like I would be really into that career path. Um, so I looked up her YouTube channel one day. My coworker told me about this woman. And it's fascinating, and she's really funny, and um, I literally, I think I watched pretty much every one of her videos in a single night, because people basically submit vi like questions about, I don't know, anything. Whatever you can think of, corpses, handling of things, and the mm -hmm. science behind it, and she is so informative, and it's really. But I mean, you know, then again, I'm kind of really morbid. Like I downloaded um, the movie Return to Oz tonight because it looked terrifying, and I want to see it. And that's like a good night for me, like sitting down with a weird ass movie and like eating popcorn. <laughs> so it falls in line with my interests, <laughs> which are weird and morbid. Uh, uh, I, okay, I have to say <laughs> yeah, I freaked Sam out. <laughs> yeah, you did, you know, that is not up my alley. Um, I did. I went and saw. Okay, and I said I was him and a horn about it, but I went and saw Inside Out. This and week. you cry. Okay, so I made it like three quarters <laughs> of the way through the movie. No spoilers, right? And I'm like, what is everybody talking about? They cried in this movie for blah 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 blah. blah. Three quarters of the way, literally five minutes after I thought that in my head, I was sitting in my chair bawling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But your status made me laugh, <laughs> and I was just like, you know, and you're with your kid, so you don't want to start crying like, right. you know, like ugly crying and get your kid upset. <laughs> oh, oh, is that something we're supposed to skip and avoid? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn, doing it wrong. So yeah, but I went saw Inside Out, which was a really good movie, believe it or not. I heard it was really good. And another one of my coworkers um, took her son to see it, and she said it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I think Sam and I might go next. Well, my Sam, not you, Sam. <laughs> that would be possible. Um, I mean, it's not impossible. Well, I'm not gonna fly out. To see a movie and then fly back to Boston. You can, you can fly out, go see a movie, play some games, hang out. There you go. Yeah, we could have a game night. <laughs> sure. Are you are you gonna take your two year old to see this? Does your two year old do movies? Um, she has not been to the movies yet. Okay. Uh, she does like to watch stuff. Um, we just haven't taken her yet because she's kind of a feral child. <laughs> uh, but we we talked about back and forth taking her to see the new Avengers movies because she fucking loves superheroes, man. Yeah. But then we never went, um, so we'll probably do something this fall because my son has been away visiting family, uh, and we wanted to wait for him to get back so he could be there for it. How old is he? Went to her first movie. He's seven. He's he's really good friends with Sam's daughter. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, she's yeah. not trying to kill him. All right. Yeah, no <laughs> All right. Anybody else reading anything interesting? We gotta get moving, y'all. We do. We're slow tonight. Yeah, we are slow. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I blame Ashley. Yep. That's okay. Fuck we can you. Jump to, we can jump to the fun <laughs> question of what you're drinking. It's water. Mm. Go. <laughs> Ashley, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not drinking drinking. Water. I'm, a, I'm drinking water. I, I have water in here. I'm yeah. giving you a high you, five right now. You have high. heard this show before. You gonna come <laughs> on here and drink water? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. God, Sam, you're such an enabler. <laughs> right? Peer pressure. Like, I'm saying, I'm table dance and hanging out with Sam. No, <laughs> that's terrible. Well, I thought peer pressure was supposed to end after high school. Uh -uh. Not when you know Sam. Uh -uh. Right. That's right. I have an extra beer here for you, Kashana. Okay. All right. I got it. <laughs> All right, Alicia, what you drinking? I have both a summer shandy and a grapefruit shandy, and I'm going back and forth so that my grapefruit shandy lasts longer because it's the last so one in my house. So much better. It, it is. I will tell you, it is one of my favorite beers of all time. Me too. And I can't I'm hardly, so surprised. But. I can't hardly find it anywhere. It's like this nightmare. Like I'll find a store that has it, and I'll like buy them out. Not that I'm a big alcoholic or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that good. And then they won't have, have it anymore. So then I go back to Summer Shandy, and I'm all sad. And then I like find it again, and I buy them out. They, they just don't restock it. I don't know. So I'm drinking Summer Shandies. Point of all that. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Nice. Let's see. What am I drinking? I am drinking another one of my Wisconsin finds. How do you still have Wisconsin beers? Because uh, I don't drink 47 beers at a time. Well, what is it? I mean, like, you wouldn't show me earlier. So. Oh, I, I to love that one. I love that one. I'm totally naked. Yes, yes. It, I is, it. it is a pale lager. It yes. is a great summer beer. Mm -hmm. um, it's got... Lots of barley, lots of malt, and, and almost like no hops. That sounds <laughs> super good. It is good. I like it. It is a lot. wonderful. 
See, I trust smooth. Charlotte's beer taste. I don't trust Sam. Sam doesn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's really weird that Sam doesn't like the same thing because usually we do not. No, Sam doesn't like anything. She, <laughs> we don't like She it, says right? that. every and, when, and whenever I'm on there, I'm talking about how much I like a beer. She's like, Sam likes a beer? I don't imagine she likes a beer. She hates all beers. And every week I'm like, I crowned a beer. I like it. I like this one. Are you Whatever. a picky drinker? Are you, are you picky? I am very picky. She doesn't okay. like fruit beer, which is weird. I'm, uh, Alicia, you know what? You don't get to say nobody picky about shit because, in fact, you won't eat anything. My pant size will inform you that I absolutely eat. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm triggered. Crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Y'all are a bunch of bitches. <laughs> You're a bag of bitches, I tell you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we Welcome to the show, Kashana. Kashana, what did you say? You are drinking this uh, summer shandy? I'm drinking a summer shandy. Because I can't find grapefruit shandy. It's, it's terribly bad. It's depressing. My whole life is depressing. There's no Legos. There's no, <laughs> There's no grateful shit. <laughs> life is not. Man. Man. Hashtag life is hard. <laughs> Hashtag what privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that we finally made it through <laughs> which play, which region, which <laughs> Good God. Six months later. Six months later. Let's go ahead and jump. Hey, uh, Alicia, you got any news, darling? Oh, no. No, I don't. Nothing is happening in the world of gaming. Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Because I forgot to collect news for the show. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Life is Strange is coming out. Oh, yeah. And yep, there's still got a year board. delay for uh, the, the Tomb Raider ports. That's the big shit that was going on today. I people know. Are they, they, they're saying holiday 2016 for people yeah, in the PS4. Yeah, people are mad. And you I'm better go buy an Xbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so the new Tomb Raider is coming out for Xbox 360, but it's not going to come out for PC and PS4, uh, and PS4 for like a year. Mm. I mean, what what possible reason? Not like bullshit reasons that they tell you, but like real world, what possible fucking reasons do they have for this? Wow. Somebody got paid some money. Bag is what happened. Break it. Yeah. Bag of dicks. Somebody got <laughs> I'm paid so some pissed. money. You better go buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. We've been oh. trying to get you to buy an Xbox. I know. I can't afford to keep buying shit. <laughs> I think you can. You just gotta just like pretend like you're not spending money and just carry on. Uh. That's how I deal with Lego. You know, you just go in there and it's like it's just money, whatever. I'll just. I it. love my PS4 though. Yeah, but you could have both. I mean, not anymore. You know, Tomb Raider on it next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or they could just release the fucking game on all consoles. Uh, they can't because somebody got paid <laughs> to hold that shit back. <laughs> I hate it's not like there's any games on PS4 anyway. You know, you would think they don't have to do this kind of bullshit, but yeah. they do anyway, I guess. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay. It is a mess. That's crazy. I had no idea. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, so I yes, know what there, other news there, there is, news. Alicia, that you forgot. What? Mm-hmm. Shit. What? Our Invisibility Blues Kickstarter is almost 70% funded. <gasps> and 
and we still right. have half, we still have half the month to go. That today. is big, big news. I haven't shared it in a couple of days. I need to. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Um, and we like you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your cousins, tell everybody. <laughs> everybody. I'm going to start hitting up second and third cousins in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, to the eighth, right? Let me say we. Okay. Okay. Do you set your own like time frame for that, or is it yes? Just, you can choose okay. between thirty and sixty days. Oh. We chose thirty. We're bold. Very bold. You can't oh. like change it. You can't like extend it. Like, oh, okay, we're at day twenty-nine. We're not there. Let's go to sixty days. I don't think so. Nope. I haven't looked. You cannot. Um, yeah, no? I think once you said it, you, it, it you, it's a crockpot, man. You said it and forget it. Oh, uh, <laughs> except you don't because you're all like, everybody support my campaign because it's a really important, critical project that needs to happen. And so we're at we're at seventy percent. Let me go look at just, just under. We're, we are we hit three thousand dollars earlier today of the forty five hundred dollar goal, and now we're at three thousand sixty because of our generous donors who donated after we got that nice round even number. Yes. And you know what? While we're on the subject, I do want to just say that I have been amazed. When we started setting this up, we set these lower tier rewards, and we kind of set the higher tier rewards kind of as a lark, like maybe someone will pick, you know. A $50 package, whatever. Uh, we've had so many people who are throwing in for the higher tier rewards because they really support this project. And a lot of times they're actually choosing lower rewards. They're, they're pledging more money, but they're choosing lower rewards. And I cannot tell you what a good feeling that is that you're doing something that people who don't know you care that much about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you to everybody. Absolutely. Thank you, Kishana. Absolutely. Especially. It's important work, man. I'm going to have to, like, Absolutely. get my kid out, like, selling lemonade on the corner. To the <laughs> <laughs> he would probably enjoy that. <laughs> she probably would, except for she wouldn't give me the money. You know, my kid would be like, no, that's my money. Uh, let's go buy some Legos. Right, that would be uh -huh. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the fun part of the evening. Not that the whole thing hasn't been fun, where <laughs> we get to uh, have a have an interesting conversation with Kishana, because that's what she's here for. Yay! Yay. And Kishana does interesting work. She yeah. does. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Ashley, you got the first couple questions, darling. Do you want to jump in and you uh, know we kind of touched upon these. I think yeah. some questions to ask. Sure. Um, so my first, um, maybe that's kind of like a two-parter. Uh, what are some of your favorite video games, and how did you get into video games? Um, I'm a. I consider myself a baby gamer. Um, <laughs> go back to sleep, baby. Of course he would. Um, <laughs> my older brother played Atari. Um, I got to watch. I didn't get to play. Of course not. And yeah. By the time I got phased into gaming, my sister had a Nintendo. So I was playing. She allowed me to play um, her Nintendo. Um, but my own my own console, I I was I started at Sega. 
I was a Sega kid. Mm. Um, uh, played. I love the racing games. Um, I remember having like Revenge of Shinobi, um, Mega Man, um, some of the sports games. Um, I can't remember what basketball game it was now. It's classic. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, but I went like from Sega, and then I went to PlayStation One. Got to play. Mama got me a PlayStation One. Um, and then at that time, uh, it kind of like phased out. We got a little broke, so I didn't get nothing else after that. But my best friend Terrence, he kept up, you know, with like all the games. So I would, I lived like at the bottom of the hill. He was at the top of the hill. So I would go to the top of the hill, and you know he had he had all the games. But then he went the Xbox route, and I was like, "Man, I don't like Xbox. Why don't you have PlayStation?" You know, so <laughs> I didn't get onto Xbox actually until undergrad. When um I got with I got with my partner, we met like in 2004. He was playing Xbox. I'm trying to flirt with him and stuff, so I was like, "Okay, I gotta act like I know how to play Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, you know how to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I was like, yeah, I know how to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't even know what to do with this big ass controller. Oh, that controller was so big. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is way different than PlayStation. So it was obvious. I had no idea what I was doing, but I, 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 I made do. I read through. That was the the era, you know, when you read through the manual, it told you exactly how to play. So I read it. I was like, okay, I remember how to do an ollie. Okay, I remember how to do a kickflip. Okay, I got it. So, <laughs> so I, I, I did okay. I did alright. And then he put Halo in. I was like, I don't know what Halo is. I had no idea. And in 2004, I think that was probably like Halo 2 was out. I had no idea what Halo was. And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, it's such an awesome game. But you know, I'm trying to flirt. You know, I'm trying to get in. <laughs> Trying to act like I was cool. I didn't want to be, and I did not want to be one of those girls that just didn't know how to play. So if anybody asked me if I could play, I'm like, yeah, I can play it. And then so I just tried. <laughs> so that's that. So he um he got me into Xbox, and I haven't been back to PlayStation. He actually, we've got a PlayStation 4 sitting over there, and I hate it. I don't do anything. Uh... Yeah, I'm so, oh my gosh. Oh, I mean, I like PlayStation 4. I don't want anybody to get me there. <laughs> Ashley, you just uh, have to accept it right now. I know it's okay. I know. Well, I have an Xbox 360. It's not like I don't. I don't have an Xbox system, but I re I'm a PlayStation girl all the way. That was my first PlayStation 2. Man, that was like my favorite system. Anyway, um, I do have a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, so, do you find it hard to find time to actually play games? Yeah. yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Yep, yeah. and how do yeah. you negotiate that time when it comes to playing for or as research? Um, I think, uh, let's see, <clears throat> when I was finishing up my dissertation, I, I was playing a whole lot. Um, now, I don't think I was really playing a whole lot, but I was really immersed into Xbox Live, some a lot of the, you know, gaming communities, um, a lot of the forums that were around, so I was kind of immersing myself into the, the multiplayer aspect. Um, so I, I didn't focus, my research has never really been like on content, like the content within the games, so I kind of justify, you know, being immersed into like the, the you know, the, the outside, you know, communities outside of the game. I kind of use that to justify like, well, I don't have to play the game because I'm not focused on content. But I noticed, you know, 
in having conversations, I still needed to know some of the content because, you know, of course, I, I can't have like a meaningful, authentic conversation with gamers if I don't know what the games are about. So right. I rely a lot on like student assistants, you know, like I have, you know, I have student workers and stuff. So I make them play the games and they give me <laughs> the highlights. So I have become a poser. I have become the person that I criticize a lot. I'm like oh, all these people are doing research and they don't even play the games. I've become that person. So I have to like navigate this this like reality, this like kind of like poser outsider looking in kind of person that I've become. And that's it's just because of the nature of academia. You know, I don't have time to just really right. sit like all this data. I've got to, I got to serve on committees. I got to take care of my own kids. You don't have to do like all these kinds of things. So it's been, it's been tough. And I haven't found a balance with it yet. So let's say, for instance, if I play a whole lot of games, I find myself eating really bad. You know, I try to eat healthy. You know, I'm a big girl. You know, I've been trying to, you know, keep, keep my health up, trying to lose some weight and stuff. So, but I haven't figured out a balance. I, I don't have a balance. So if I'm if I'm if I add something to my plate, something else is getting taken off. So I'm still trying to figure it out because I don't know. Okay, uh, so let me throw this in, okay? Because I, I, I see where you going. And you ain't got there yet. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, you have to you you have to? It was really funny what she said about. Uh, Having friends who would keep up with the systems when you couldn't afford them, because man, I was definitely that kid. Yeah, I was like, sliding over to your friend's house. Hey, so you got some oh, yeah. combat, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so somebody, you knew somebody. Like we had like a little rotation. So like, okay, you'll buy this game when it comes out, and then I'll ask my mama she'll buy this game when it comes out. So we had to rotate, you know. And and that's I don't even remember how much. Games, I feel like games are so expensive right now. Is this how much the games cost like back in the day? I don't even remember. I don't Comparatively, know. they were just as expensive, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Because, uh, you know, the, the dollar was worth more then. But comparatively, they weren't, they may have been a little cheaper, but they, they've always been. I don't know. I remember having to go to like Blockbuster and rent them because even that was they were expensive. so expensive. Yeah. 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 You rent it and it wouldn't like. My mom wouldn't like flip out. <laughs> right. but, I mean, but that would be the same thing as paying, you know, sixty or seventy bucks for a game now. Yeah. Like, as a kid, right? That's so expensive. I'm, I'm, being that's one thing about being old is that I was lucky. I had a job. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm almost as old as you, though. But I, I did have like a period where I didn't play games. I guess. But you know, I'm really excited that my son seems to be developing into like a gamer, like really enthusiastic. Like, let's play some games. But at the right. same time, I'm like, shit. At least he doesn't want to play Lego. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he expensive? does want to play Legos. He Lego is like buying. He wants to buy a hundred dollar Lego set. Lego is like buying a console every fucking month. <laughs> oh, it is awful. awful. Well, it is for awful. some of us. Today Charlotte. we learned that Charlotte eats only lettuce and ramen noodles. <laughs> I'm just saying because you have to buy them because they retire them and then you're really screwed because then they cost two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's oh, true. It's like the worst hobby ever. That's yeah. true because there have been a couple of there have been a couple of kits. I was like, oh, I'll just get that like for Christmas. Now you get it now. <laughs> yeah, it's like retired at that point. So we want to get that one. But yeah. I I know what you were gonna say to Kashana Sam because you said it to me before too. <laughs> okay, um, I was gonna say, Mama. Uh, right. <laughs> what I was gonna say was in terms of thinking about how you um, play games as a part of your research is do you just have to schedule it 
as research time just like anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had to learn how to do. It's like, okay, so, you know, you tell yourself, okay, I have X amount of research time during the day and I'm going to do research and writing during this period of the day. You know what? You have to say that playing games is a part of that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and and then say, you know, when, and, and I play games at school. Well, so do you. Yeah, yeah. And not only games. That is how having, yeah, having the lab helps because it's right there. I can play it. I can justify it. People can see what I'm doing. So that really helps. And then I have it like there during the day. So this past year, I've changed it. I've been able to immerse myself back into you know like a lot of a lot of the games a whole lot. And then I incorporate it into you know my pedagogy. You know, like one of the games is like part, like a supplemental text. So we'll have to play through it. So I was able to see, you know, finally, you know, the full game of Laura Croft. You know, finally GTA. I was able to see, you know, the gameplay and everything like that. So it has, it has helped. But I need to schedule it, like you said. I'll, I'll do that. I'll make sure to do that. Yeah. It's important. I mean, otherwise, I would not, I would not have any time to play. But it's so hard to give yourself that permission. Like, uh, I just wrote when, about this. When the State of Decay re-release came out, uh, I knew I was going to write a lot about it. I knew I was going to do a lot of work with it uh, because I had done so much with the original release. And I, I talked about it with my husband, you know, regarding the kids and his schoolwork because he's a student and my work, you know, with grading and everything. And I was like, okay, so this day, this day, and this day during the week for the next three weeks, this is the time I'm going to play and you just have to take care of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was it was tough. And I think sometimes I'm I'm really lucky because he's very supportive of that. It's also such a strange dynamic for me to be like, okay, so I'm gonna need you to go and change all the diapers and wash all the dishes, and I'm gonna sit here and chill with the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It, it is a hard thing to negotiate. Why you put it like that? <laughs> but it's, it's, it, is, it feels like that though. It does. It feels like that, especially when you're talking about your own children. Yeah, um, especially when you're talking about your own children, it, it becomes that difficult. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> As my kid is over there, um, bring me here, Autumn. Uh, so you have to you have to say to yourself over and over again, and convince yourself that you know this is my research. This you know it is viable research, and I have to. There you go, and I have to say to myself that. Even though I'm saying I'm not. Sorry, I just. She's okay. Well, let me let me pick this up if you don't mind, Sam, because there's there's something really interesting in that, and I think it's the way we talk about, think about, and negotiate gaming in general. And this is what I think people a lot of people run into with this idea of oh we want games to be taken seriously but we also don't want people to criticize them as though they're a serious medium because then that might threaten our fun levels. Mm-hmm. But we're still negotiating that space where it, even even as people who study games and that is what we do every day, yeah. it's really hard to say uh, okay I'm going to carve out this amount of time. Which whereas while I was doing like my MFA. I never had a problem saying, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to read these three books now, that's what I'm going to be doing all week, because that's quote-unquote serious, it's literature, but there shouldn't be that difference between gaming and other kinds of research, but we're still in that newness of the medium. Mm-hmm. I know I run into that all the time, like especially when, because I'm not 
I'm not a criminal justice scholar. I'm not a criminologist at all. Um, but I'm in a department that is that, and it's trying to incorporate like a social justice kind of thing. But I used to, I remember my first couple years in my department, I constantly had people coming by um, asking me what I did. And like, was it seriously, they said, do you really just do video games? I'm like, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> yes, that's what I do. And yeah. I, I would get defensive all the time because I would constantly have to justify yeah. researching what I do. Um, and it became, it has become academically isolating, you know, because um, people don't get me. People don't get what I do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got the resources for this gaming lab. They said, well, what does that have to do with what we do, you know? So it's, um, it's been a constant battle, you know, to just justify my academic existence. Not only my physical existence in an all-white department among mostly white men, you know, but even, you know, my research. So it, it, it becomes problematic, you know, a lot of times. It becomes it's taxing. It's, it's it's taking a toll, you know. Um oh, you're hallelujah crier. Um, <laughs> well, just come and talk to us because we love you and support you. <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, I have literally had people, because we have a lab space, yes, where there are consoles and there's couch and there's computers and there's TVs and there's all that stuff that is a floor down from my office. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times there are students in there that are gaming and playing and talking and when I'm trying to do my own research yeah. I like to play in my office so there's consoles and a TV in my office as well. And if I'm working on a collaborative project with a with a grad student or sometimes just working with undergraduate students sometimes we'll be in my office actually playing games. Mm -hmm. I've had people come by my office and say oh I see you guys are working and I'm like, really? You're going to walk by my office and actually try to call me out like that? Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not really working. Right. Right. I'm like, at this point, you know exactly what I do. Right. Like, Google me, bitch. <laughs> Google me, bitch. You know what I do at this point. Yeah. So, you're, still, you're still doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And then on the other end, I don't know, Charlotte, uh, if you've dealt with this, if you tell students about your interests, because your research is different, your research is more quote-unquote legitimate, but like when <laughs> students ask me what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm studying games, they immediately, especially especially all the young men, they kind of get this shifty eye thing, they look at me like, oh, what are your favorite games? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, the test. My, my students, I've actually, I've actually taught Lego, um, and they mostly dug it. I got some negative comments about how um, why do we got to talk about Lego the whole semester is boring, which I sort of reacted to, to that as like, good luck, you know, doing what you exactly want to do in life for the rest of your life. Anyway. <laughs> um, all y'all, in other words. But I find that when I talk about games to my students, they often surprise me and they will come up to me like outside of class mm -hmm. and want to talk about what, I, what games I play, but I don't feel like it's a... Um, challenge. I feel like it's like the student that really wants to, is like excited, like wow, this this old lady, this old white lady <laughs> <laughs> plays games and they're like, they're, they're really trying to connect with me. I haven't felt the challenge from mm -hmm. the students. I mean, I feel it on the internet, but not from the students. Yeah. Well, it usually goes away pretty quickly because, you know, I can I can carry on a conversation about stuff. But, yeah. But there is usually that moment where I see, I see all these little heads swivel toward me and they're like, oh, well, what do you play? 
Yeah. <laughs> or the kid yeah. will be like, oh, have you heard of Skyrim? I'm like, really? Skyrim? <laughs> That's I haven't had that happen, though. They, they usually come up to me and they want to talk about specific games, and usually I don't play them because I don't do um, first-person shooters or whatever. So, well, whatever. And I love what it takes to be a real gamer. Yeah. Right? I love, so So when my students, you know, because I get the stares, I get the looks as well, and then I show them the lab, and then, you know, they just assume, like, they always ask me, well, whose is this? Whose is this space? And I'm, it's right next to my office. <laughs> my name is on it as the director and founder, but I still have to say this is my space. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that shuts them up is usually a round of Call of Duty where my kill-death ratio is better than theirs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's quite, I have to qualify myself, you know? Um, yeah. And I notice it's very much... Of course, very much like a gender thing. Of course, the dudes, my white dudes, always want it. I have to, I have to prove myself to them. To a lot of my, you know, my my, my students of color are mostly athletes. So a lot of mostly African American students. But to the the black males, it's cool. You know, they like it. And of course, the girls are just like, um, they're in awe of it. They love that. You know, there's a woman. She's the boss among all these dudes. You know, so. Um, I, I keep that, 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 they are my focus. I do that for them, you know. Um, and I think there was, I'm, I know later, you know, we'll talk about, you know, how we, how we keep like that passion and stuff, but you have to identify those students that you do it for who really appreciate it and who are getting like the most out of it, you know. And I do it for, 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 the, for the girls in the department, you know, mm -hmm. who want to be cops, who I try to tell them don't be cops, but they want to be cops still, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's why I got out of it, uh, criminal justice. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to be a cop. No. Right? Absolutely. Oh. So I'd like to add something to the conversation, but I, I'm i not an academic. I don't okay. work, you know, but, that, but you know, I, I don't know. Just from, just from writing about games in a critical or analytical way, um, I've come across people that don't think of games as art. Um, they don't think of them as something that can be picked apart and looked at and examined. And um, where my background is, uh, oops, sorry, I got distracted. My background is in um, in publishing and in writing and such. So when I went to grad school for children's lit, um, criticism and an analytical lens is something that's expected and. I don't know, accepted there, <laughs> whereas I feel like when you try to apply that kind of lens to games, people freak out, um, because I think it's still, a, I mean, it is, it's a very young field, and it is, I don't know, it's mostly viewed as just kind of mindless entertainment, and we see the games as something that's so much more than that, right. and it is. I and think so what we're going to form. Go ahead. Did no you, bad. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I think what we're gonna have to do is really, it's kind of what we're doing. I'm I'm in working in collaboration with um, our game studies program. It's in the computer science department. I think we're gonna have to start shifting a lot of, or at least blending or creating like these interdisciplinary like curriculums like within game studies that where they have that cultural, socio-cultural component where it's not all just techie. Because mm -hmm. I think I think that's um, I know a pro 
a problem whenever I went and talked to a lot of the students in the computer science department. I think we we can't we were unable to see the art in a, in it because they didn't see it beyond the hardware. They didn't look at it beyond like just you know physical stuff, things that they can do, you know the mechanics, gameplay. They didn't look at it within within a larger conversation of culture, you know how it's influencing us, you know and things like that. So I think. Um, you know, what we're doing here, you know, a lot of my courses, my cultural engagements with video games are also going to be um, part of the core for the game development folks. They haven't had that. They haven't had to um, interrogate, you know, what, what, what they create, you know, how it matters, you know, its influence on culture, you know, but the conversations are happening. They've always happened, but I just think that, you know, a lot of our game development programs have been slow to incorporate that into, um, like, their curriculums, into the pedagogy, uh, but I think we're going to have to start doing that. Um, and, and, also, and I had to ask myself, I was like, you know what, do I even want games to be looked at as art? When you think of what's traditionally art, it's something that's it's elitist. It's off limits. People like me don't have access to it. Um, so I think we already kind of exist in that realm where it, it is kind of people like us are on the periphery of it mm -hmm. because we aren't the majority creators of the content. We aren't the majority producers of whatever, you know. So in essence, it already looks like art. You know, a bunch of white dudes just doing what they want to do, and, you know, they allow women and, you know, colored folks in every now and again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it kind of looks like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, and of course, you know, I don't, I don't really have anything really more profound to say um, other than it, it, is, it is something that, um, it's something that's serious. Um, it should be viewed as art. But if it's not, okay, you know, it's not going to bother me if, if it's not, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're absolutely right because we're just getting to a point here uh, where I've been working with um, with some folk over in CGT who are interested in in making their graduates better informed. Um, so um, we're looking at making some of the game studies courses, the humanities based game studies courses that we teach over in English, a part of the requirement for the CGT major in game design. Good. Perfect. That's what has to happen. Exactly. I agree. That's exactly what has to happen. And I wonder, I keep wondering, I know a lot of a lot of people who end up working in the industry don't formally study this kind of stuff, but if it would help if they did, and I think it would, I think we'd see some real changes in the way content mm -hmm. is created. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I want to jump in and ask a, a couple more questions so we can move forward. <laughs> and you, and one of them I'm going to kind of gloss over because you kind of addressed a little bit already. But the first one is, um, so what got you into game study specifically? You talked about how you got into gaming, but what made you say, as a graduate student, hmm, I want to study this. You know, what I want to talk about, think about. Um, harassment in online game spaces specifically. Right. Um, so I went, um, you know, like I said, my background, my bachelor's degree is criminal justice, my master's degree is criminal justice. Mm -hmm. I've never ever considered myself criminal justice, criminology at all. My master's project was on uh, examining, um, was her, on Hurricane Katrina. You know, it's 2007. That's when I first got into the master's program, and it was when Hurricane Katrina hit. So I was, of course, like all of us, you know, we were, we were consumed 
yeah. by what we were saying, you yeah. know? Um, I um, Was Twitter out then? Was Twitter out in 2007? I don't think Twitter was. No. Twitter. Yes, I think so. In 2007? Mm, oh, oh no, but maybe 2009. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. It would have been interesting if there was a Twitter. But anyway, um, but essentially I looked at, um, you know, how the media framed deserving, undeserving victims. Um, so I took that with me into my into my PhD program, and I was going to look at, you know, media analysis, you know, constant analysis of, you know, like natural disasters and stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. it wasn't my passion. Um, but I was playing, I was gaming a whole lot. I was probably doing too much gaming and too much smoking weed, you know, at the time. It was out west. It was out west. I'm like, hey, okay, we do this out here. It's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I had in, in some enlightened, enlightening moment, um, I was like, I could probably do a dissertation on video games. I was like, yeah. So I took that. I was um, that um, next semester. I signed up for a class. Daniel Bernardi. I think he's at San Francisco State now. Um, I took his class on something like race and gender online or something like that. And I did a project. I essentially looked at. Um, I was a part of a clan um, within within Xbox. So I essentially told our story of everything that we would go through of being called. Bitches constantly, being called nigger constantly. Of uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, Latinas also in there. You know, Puerto Rican women who would all often be you know criticized for being illegal immigrants. You know, all the thing, all the nativism they had to had to experience. I was like, you know what? I want to write about this. So I did that. He thought it was like the best thing that he ever he ever read in his life. And then he actually urged me to continue to do that for my dissertation work. So it started out as a classroom class project. I was still doing doing stuff with like Hurricane Katrina. Um, it was still emotionally draining and taxing, especially you know hearing all the stuff that still wasn't happening, you know, in New Orleans. You know, it was just so I was like, you know what, this would actually be fun, even though it's it's sad what happens to us in these spaces. This would actually be fun and cool for me to do because at that time I realized it was very very little done, especially in Xbox. Actually, almost like nothing really was done like an Xbox at the time. So I was just going to add to the literature. So that's kind of, it started as a classroom project. You know, Daniel Bernardi, you know, kind of urged me um, to, to do that. So that's how that came about. Yeah, I remember yeah. the, the first thing I ever wrote about uh, being a woman in gaming spaces, I wrote in 2005 about playing online. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yep. for those same reasons. Absolutely. And I did check, by the way. Twitter was founded in 2006. It wasn't very popular yet in 2007. 2008 was when it really exploded. Okay. okay. Just, it would be really interesting to see what was tweeted about with Hurricane Katrina. I actually want to go back and see that. I know. Now I do, too. <laughs> but it, it got, I remember it got really big with, with like, news. Um, the first time I noticed being able to get, like, my news from Twitter was with the uh, the Jetta floods in 2009, seeing the pictures that were coming yeah. out mm -hmm. uh, of, of just really horrifying things that nobody was talking about. And that was when I really started to pay attention to Twitter as a news medium. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask one more question that bounces off something you said earlier, because earlier you were talking about yourself um, as an activist, as a scholar, as a teacher. So here's a question. I mean, and it's a question that a lot of us who see ourselves as activists or change agents kind of struggle with. Yeah. How do you negotiate that space between scholar and activist? 
Um, <laughs> in the eyes of academia, there is no negotiation. There is no balance. A lot of like the public engagements that we do, there's no way to measure it. There's no way to say that, okay, I wrote all, all this marching I did, you know, I made all these boards and I was marching for hours and doing all this stuff. There's no way for me to reflect that in any kind of P&T document. Right. And there's no value in it. Um, so it's, it's a struggle because I could be a lot more productive academically. I could have a lot more books, articles, whatever. If I if I wasn't engaged, you know, with what's happening <laughs> in the real world. Um, however, I have I have a supportive. Um, my colleagues are supportive of the work that I do. You know, they're really immersed in like this whole social justice kind of thing, um, and it looks good for them too. You know, so my department paid for me to go to Ferguson, allowed me to take students with me. Um, but of course, along with that, um, and of course I tried to be there, try to support the community, bring awareness to whatever was happening, try to make some changes within the community, try to have conversations with, um, you know, like police, you know, different people, different actors, you know, to try to improve the conditions, not only there, but elsewhere. Um, but of course I have to write that up in some kind of academic format. I have to get something like that published. So it's no balance and it creates essentially more work for me. Um, but I don't want to be that scholar that's just exploiting communities, you know, just going in, being that voyeur, you know, looking in, peering into your life for a little while, you know, saying I'm going to help you and then leaving, going and get pubs and patting my CV, getting never coming back. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that scholar, you know. Um, so I think it's really, it was just that the personal choice that I made to know that, you know, this may not be a valuable thing. This may be something that will might not ever get me tenure. Um, but I know it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel good at the end of the day knowing that I'm helping communities. I'm not, um, I'm not just hurting them. I'm not just exploiting them. It's still, it's still exploitation, you know, even with a lot of what I do within, um, with a lot of these women and people of color in these spaces. You know, I go in as a voyeur. I want them to tell me stuff so I can go and go to academic conferences and it makes me look good. Mm -hmm. um, but I always make sure to always return, always tell them about some of the things that I'm doing, what I'm engaged in, asking them how can I help, how can I shed light on things. Um, so it's, I, I think it's a balance because academia wasn't made for, for this. <laughs> um, this isn't what academia does. So I think we're gonna really have to. There, I have this. I have this new. I have this book title. I wanna. I wanna call call the book, J fruit fruit in the Jello, something like that. So you know, like when you make, you know, you make Jello, and then people have the audacity to put fruit in the Jello. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I kind of feel like, especially women and people of color, academia wasn't made for folks like us. But we, they just kind of added us and just stirred us around. And we're kind of just like like floating in the abyss. So we have to get in where we fit in, where we can mold. So we have to mold our own space mm -hmm. um, and insert ourselves, you know, where, wherever we can within 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 the space. So there's no balance. It's a lot of headaches. It's a lot of it's a lot of navigating stuff and not getting stuff done, not getting sleep um, for the sake of trying to better communities. So um, I don't know if that was the answer you're looking for. 
I don't have a balance. No, no, that's not the answer I was looking for because that's my answer, and I was looking for a better one. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, as somebody who's just coming into this, you know, talking about this, and then something you said earlier about how, like, uh, Kishana, you didn't really, you didn't study really criminal justice, you didn't do that kind of research, but you've sort of forged your own path using this as a background. I mean, you see people in communications kind of doing the same thing, forging their own paths, create game studies. We're doing it in rhetoric. Everybody's just kind of, at this point, looking at academia and saying, well, academia is great, and it gives us these opportunities, but I don't know that it's really kept up with the time, so we got to make new shit. That's right. That's right. That's exactly it. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, we have um, an engagement section and our PNT documents, right? But the kind of engagement that they're looking for is not necessarily the kind of engagement that we do. <laughs> no. They're looking for folks that are going out into the schools and, you know, and, or doing writing workshops at the library or doing, you know, when you're like, no, I'm actually like working in the community to affect change. And, you know, God forbid if it's, you know, right. If okay. we do it in the projects, like we right. start up into the projects, guys. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, so it's, it's, it's not one of the, these are not the acceptable communities to work in. Right. And and it's interesting, right, because, I mean, I've been working on I Your Mama's Gamer for four and a half years now. Um, mm. And and when I say working on Now Your Mama's Gamer, it's, it's a full-time damn job. <laughs> I mean, and people, and and non-tenured people will ask, mm -hmm. so how does that count toward tenure? Mm. And, and I tell them, I was like, well, good God, I don't know, because I had tenure when I started. Um, mm. And I was like, but there really is no way to count the work that we do with Not Your Mama's Gamer, even though we I quit. You know, present at conferences. We <laughs> <laughs> you can't quit. <laughs> you Damn know, it. at conferences we work in the we work with with the games community uh, even though most of it is online or, or we're presenting at, at academic conferences we're presenting at games cons we we are interacting with community on a number of different levels and cool. working to affect change in the in the academy as well that gets recognized right so when you say okay so I'm working with the people in CGT to do this this and this and they're like oh okay well we can count that now right. that other 20 30 hours a week of work you doing every every week that doesn't count for anything right so yeah. you might want to you know up your game and do something else as well so it's, <laughs> it's really kind of interesting Right, because I mean, it's the work that needs to be done, and it's the work that the academy should be doing. That's right. And it's it, and it's not recognized by administration, even though it may be recognized by department heads or college deans or the folks who who are kind of backing us when we find good folks to back us. Yeah. It, it it's not it's not counted in the ways that it needs to be counted. Right. Yeah. I think and we need to work more on that. Yes, yeah, or find departments that value it, you know. I often say, you know, I, I, I've, I don't think I've left the market since I came here. My, like, I like it, um, but this isn't, it's not home for me, you know. Mm -hmm. I really think I need to find maybe like a cultural studies department or ethnic studies or digital humanities. I need to find like a department that 
does what I do, gets me, gets my work. Like I need to find like department that values that. You know, they're it's a, it's they're they're out there. You know, they don't always have jobs, but you know, I know <laughs> I know that they're out there. Um, because it's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, it I is. Hang okay. on, are you saying perhaps the struggle is real? I, I indeed. <laughs> that hashtag the struggle is real. Hashtag the struggle, the struggle is real. <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to bring some levity to the moment because we were getting like real serious and dark and. I know, right? <sighs> She's like, I'm just starting. What do you mean? <sighs> I know. It'll all be fixed by the time you're done, at least. Don't worry. Whatever. I'll be tendering my resignation by the end of the episode. <laughs> But but that's a good question though, Sam, because I didn't even think about like you know because I've got this lab takes up a lot of my work, a lot of my time. I mean, mm-hmm. where where will it go? Like on my for P and T. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. What do I do with that? Yeah, I mean I, I trust me, I know exactly what you mean. <clears throat> I'm gonna do some finagling, Anna. You you and I talk. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alicia, you got the next couple questions, darling. I do, I do. I feel suddenly very in the spotlight. Um, so <laughs> we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Of course, now I'm going to cough. Um, what are some of the misconceptions that you find that your students bring to the classroom? The things where you kind of have to gently, or maybe not so gently, correct them about gaming about online spaces, about the way we navigate, everything that we've talked about here tonight. What, what do you have to deal with? My issues have, what I've encountered, my issues usually have nothing to do with the content of my class. It's a shock to them to see a big black lady teaching them something about <laughs> With nappy hair too. <laughs> so um, great hair though. Thank I'm you. I struggle with it. I know, like I struggle. <laughs> with it. This needs to be trimmed down now. So, but um, so I fa- I f- I find that we have to do more navigating of identity more so than in navigating privilege. Yeah. Than content. They they I, I don't want to say they they haven't grown up. They haven't grown up digital, but a lot of them have grown up gamer, you know. So, so a lot of that, they get the basics of of the culture, and so I think they just automatically assume that with my, with my sometimes queer, always black, always fem- female body, that um, they're going to have, they're going to be challenged in in some regards with that. And they've, and of course they've, my name's gotten around the department. There is like a, a segment of our student population that avoids me because I'm the reverse racist. I don't, they, they think I don't like white men. Um, but then I think the draw of video games, knowing that a good chunk of what they will be doing in class is to play video games, so they still come. So, and, and I'm, I'm aware of that, uh, and I would never diminish anybody um, for um, any aspect of, you know, their identity. So I've had to do like a lot of navigating over the years, a lot of scaling back over the years. Um, 
So whenever I first came, you know, fresh out of this very radical program at Arizona State, it was very much all in your face. So I've had to tame that back some, given the not dynamics of our student population, mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. Um, there are a lot of times where if we're talking about something tough, and I may put Tim Wise on the screen, so they are, you know, some some white dude that, that'll say the same thing that I might say, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's tough to navigate. But I think at the end of the day, I just want them to get it. I don't care who it comes from. I just want them to get it. I just want to plant that seed, just plant inception, um, so that years later they'll come back after you know graduation, you know, or whatever. They'll say, you know, Dr. Gray, I am, I totally understand now what you were trying to tell me. I understand white privilege now. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think. Um, I think. Um, I, I I think once they realize. Um, not an angry black woman all the time. Um, when they realize that um, I I truly care about them, if they agree with me or don't, that's okay. I think once they get a sense of who I am, then the classes turn out awesome and they're cool, um, and they they learn something, they get something out of it. Um, so more, I think identity is really more of the issue than 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 content. Um, as far as like Gamergate, I remember um, teaching um, my fall gaming class. Um, we talked about Gamergate a whole lot. We talked about also Black Lives Matter a whole lot too. You know. Well, and I hear that Gamergate is talking about you a lot these days. They're always. Oh my gosh, we're saying like shit. You fucking trolls, man. They're always talking about me. It's always somewhere. So they're always there. But I'm I'm nice. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I I I actually engage with gamer gators. I think I um I, I kill them with kindness. You know, I'm very nice to them. You know, because I really need to get a because I, I essentially we need them to change because folks like them mm -hmm. are what um we talk about. They're the bane of our existence. They are what brings a lot of our they're the detriment, you know, of our gaming experience. Folks like them. So I need to understand them. I need to get into like the the psyche and try to figure out why, what, for what, you know, um, try to understand like their motivations. Mm -hmm. So I don't shut them down. I don't diminish them. I actually engage them in conversation. Um, but I know well, I'm going to find you later for long conversations. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent, so the, the fall semester, you know, I was just known as like the hashtag Black Lives Matter lady and the Gamergate lady because that's all I was talking about. I feel like in the fall, but I think they were they were receptive to that. They already knew at that point the things that I did, so I think they were they were receptive and responsive to a lot of what I was trying to trying to dish out. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting though because you know we we do the same thing at Night Your Mama's Gamer in terms of well in terms of the site itself. Is that you know, and I always say, you know, as long as people are not being disrespectful or violent, that's right. we will engage with them. That's right. Because they come for a conversation. That's and right. And the only way that we're going to 
affect any kind of change in the community is to open up to that conversation, even if they totally and completely disagree with us. I mean, and some people, like somebody, some people will say, well, it was totally disrespectful because they said feminism is a disease. I said, okay, they said feminism was a disease, but there is some merit to some of the things they were saying, so let's engage with that, and we'll let them slide on the feminism is a disease thing. Right. But when you come in calling names and using racial slurs and all this other stuff, you know what? You cease to exist in my world because at that point you don't want to have a conversation. That's right. That's not what you're there for. That's right. And that's and that's one of the things that we, you know, it, it becomes difficult to do, especially when you're doing it on a daily basis, because you gotta shift, sift and shift through all of the folks that are calling you horrible names, as well as some of the folks that are more mediocre or mediocre or more midline in, in some of their in some of their insults, right? Mm -hmm. Um to, mm -hmm. to get to a real conversation with folks. But you know what? That shit gets tiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you see this video? I think it was like a buzz. Yes. The, the the racial fatigue. Racial so, fatigue syndrome. Yes. I'm like I've got it. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I've got it. Gender oh fatigue, racial fatigue, sexuality fatigue, all of. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of lucky in that I have uh, I happen to have a, a, an occasionally fragile white man at home that I can test things on. Oh. Um, I mean, my husband, he grew up all over the country, but a lot of his formative years were spent in Texas. Right, and he didn't really have anybody progressive in his family. He didn't have any really, really good role models. And then he was in the military. Oh. So you can kind of see how this stuff added. But he's, he's really smart, and, and he's inquisitive about things. So we can have some conversations, but I will remember always the first moment when I realized I might have some work to do. We were in, we were in the car, and uh, this was, gosh, this was before we got married, so we were discussing um, same-sex marriage and marriage equality, and I was just going on this long thing, or no, we, we had just gotten married, um, and I was going on this long rant about how ridiculous I thought it was, that there were so many people who were arguing about something that didn't affect them, and oh my god, how dare they, and then finally I kind of stopped to take a breath, and my husband, brand new husband, just says, well, I don't see why it's such a big deal. I mean, why do they even want to get married? I'm like, are you, what? <laughs> First of all, you just said that to your wife. <laughs> which is not the thing to say. But second, where the fuck are you coming from? Who are you and what alien planet did you, did you grow on? So... He's gotten much better over the years, but I remember like my best friend when we first started dating was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. He seems kind of rednecky. I'm like, well, you know, he's learning. Rednecks are sexy. They are. He, he definitely has his good qualities. That's a lot of rednecks up in Indiana. We got them down in Kentucky. Rednecks are sexy. The country boys, the little farm boys. He's a, he's got some good qualities. Yeah. But, cute. But you know, it, it has taken it has taken some work, but it's also taught me a lot, uh, which is what leads me to my next question for you: is that sometimes you you have these these kind of battles with your students, but what have you learned about them, and how has that helped you shape your worldview and how you tackle some of these issues? Um, I think what I learned is that some of the most backwards thinking can be changed. Some of the most idiotic 
ideologies can be reformed. <laughs> um, there were, uh, there's been times where I just thought that some students just wouldn't get it. And I was like, oh my gosh, where have they been? Have they not been privy to, to anything progressive? But th so then I'll get like their paper at the end. And I don't know if they're just regurgitating, um, but it kind of seems like that there is like an evolution of thought. Um, because I know a lot of people, I get criticized a lot by, by good friends of mine, and they tell me I need to stop engaging people on Facebook and Twitter. I need to stop with these arguments. Because if you could uh -huh. educate stupid people, they would be educated already. And I have to tell them, I have to remind them, I was like, you know what, we all, there was, there was a process for all of us to reach this point. Um, we've all been conditioned to think certain ways. We've all been conditioned and backwards thinking and you have to undo that you know you have to unlock the unconscious mind you know that there's a process that that happens somebody you, you learned it in class or you you know you took the time to go and read and educate yourself about it um, but there are some people that don't have either the desire the motivation to want to learn or know something different so sometimes they need like that extra push you know, so I'm like, well, hey, I'll spend some time engaging with you and to give you a little bit of more history than you have right now. I don't mind doing that. Of course, I mean, I'm not going to spend time. I, I, I can quickly recognize when somebody doesn't want to learn, but I still feel like that that's like inception. I still feel like that it's I've reached inside their brain and it's in there somewhere. And then one day they'll say they'll have like that aha moment. Like maybe I'm naive, but I, I, I feel that. And I feel like that can happen. I totally agree with you because, I mean, none of us was born progressive. Right. I feel like I must agree with you because I'm, like, uh, getting into a Facebook site right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you MFers. <laughs> because I do feel like, but I, even as I'm typing it, I'm like, it's, they're so convinced that they're... Yes. <sighs> yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep typing it anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, but really, I've seen, you know, and, and a lot of our students, you know, our, you know, we're a regional university. We service Appalachia. You know, we service a very poor white population. Um, a lot of our students have never seen black people before, you know, or maybe on TV. If 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 they tuned in to maybe whatever channel that they may have saw a black person on, but I, so I have to I have to just keep in mind that they haven't been exposed to it, and then it's my job to expose them to it. So I've taken it on like this is my that's my task in the world to try to educate every person on on these issues. That's a big that's task, babe. <laughs> every person. <laughs> I know. And I can't. And you know what? If a academia would be so much better if it could acknowledge all of my engagements on Facebook and Twitter. I spend a lot of hours. I feel like I need to be able to put that on, in my in my on my CV somewhere. Right. I I have three thousand four hundred ninety seven tweets right. this year. <laughs> right. I need to be put be able to put that on my annual report. Number of tweets. Number Absolutely. of engagements. You know what? I think I'm going to try. You know, I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to figure out a way. Please, please y'all do that because I'm going to need it in the future. Yeah. I'm going to start putting number of hits, website hits on my CV um, next to the site name. 
That's right. right. Number of engagements. There's number of people who read this shit. So this is, and there's way more people than read your shit. Trust, right? That's right. That's right. You're laughing, but you're, but you're right. You know, you think about think about what you published in like a journal article, like that piece right. we did in Ada. How many people may have read that? Right. We, our circle. We read it. Right. We you are know, read our. We read each other's stuff. Yeah. We read each other's stuff. We cite each other. You know, like, but whenever we're engaging, like on in social media. On our websites, like we can reach like a larger population of people, you know, and that's not valid. That's not valuable. I can't. I can't accept that. I can't accept yeah. that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, Alicia, you got you. Uh, you have the next question, Alicia, too. Unless your sound is really bad. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? You're good. Okay. So. I'm going to change what we had sent you just a little tiny bit, so uh, don't be alarmed. Um, <laughs> we like to we like to warn them of our questions beforehand, so we don't you know get anybody storming off. Um, what do you like? What are some of your favorite readings for classrooms? Uh, I know this is changeable, obviously, as as current events change, as the news cycle changes. But what are some of your go-to pieces for the other academics who are tuning in, especially about harassment in digital spaces? Absolutely. Um, so first off, you know, the work that I guess our my core group of, you know, folks within feminist game studies, um, you know, of course, Samantha, Adrian Shaw, um, you, you got a whole host of uh, T.L. Taylor. I love including like a lot of her work in there. Yeah. Um, I also like to include like even folks that are Gabrielle Richard, Anna Everett, um, um, Andre Brock, David Leonard, but even outside of like game game studies, I think a lot of the work, especially like in feminist circles and in critical race, you know, can really are really applicable to a lot of what we do. You know, so like for instance, like the Kimberly Crenshaw, Patricia Hill Collins, you know, they can help explain you know the realities of women, you know, in in, in these spaces. Um, so I think. Um, of course, you know. Of course, you know. I have, I have like the core, like from the game studies, but I also go back to like those the historical kinds of things that um, that are influential. For instance, I had a, I had a student that did a project on the the hashtag Solidarity is for White Women, and um, she wanted to know where she needed to start, like where where her reading list, you know, like should be. I said, well, honey, you need to go back. To, uh, forget all this social media, digital activism, digital feminism stuff. It's like you need to go back to the history of feminism. I was like, because this is an ongoing conversation that has existed. You got to go back to suffrage for that. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, baby, you got to go back to the 1800s. You, you Ida B. Wells's, your Seneca Falls, your Declaration of the Rights of Women. I was like, you got to go. You, you got to go back there to get a sense of, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of the tensions within the feminist community. So I think that, um, you know, and of course, you know, seeing like some of the contemporary stuff, that's good, but it's not going to give you the context. It's not going to give you that historical context. So I'm always relying on a lot of like the his historical stuff, even on me and wine and racial formations, you know, those things are like important, you know, whenever we start talking about like this post-racial society, I'm like, well, you all haven't even started to talk about what race is anyway. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so I, I think it's really important that, you know, I, I, I incorporate like a lot of those historical, those canon pieces 
you know, that may not be canons for game studies, but, you know, um, but are canons in, you know, feminist circles, critical, um, critical race stuff. I think the piece that we did in Ada, you know, the issue two, that's going to be a canon, I feel, you know, for feminist game studies. Of course, I, you know, that may be a little arrogant, you know, for me to say, but I think that was, that was, <laughs> that was some good stuff. I looked, I went back and I read it. I was like, wow, this is really, it was really powerful. You know, as we start to think about what is feminist game studies, you know, that was some powerful stuff that, that we had in there. Um, so I'm always relying on, you know, Lisa Nakamura, Beth, Beth Colco, you know, those, those kinds of folks um, are really important to help make sense of make sense of what's happening. And I'm also I also incorporate, you know, like the public scholars, like Anita Sarkeesian, like that's a, it's it's important, you know, what she does. And also, whenever you all do your docu series, that's going to be an also an additional component. So what if it's oh, yeah. YouTube videos? That's going to be important for people to critically engage and to make sense of. You know, I don't. I'm not so elitist that I only rely on what's in an academic journal um, or you know, publishing a book. You know, I'm, I consider myself like a public scholar as well. You know, what people right. put in these blogs, that's legitimate. That's valid. Um, and so I'm. I also incorporate. And I factor in, in a whole lot of whole lot of that public scholarship as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was one of the things we talked about last week. Ooh, somebody's got it. Uh oh. Is that me? Do I need to mute? Try it. Um, it yep. Uh, it might be. We talked about that last week when we were talking to uh, Ashley Birch. Is that I was like, I use Hey Ash, what you playing in the classroom, right? Because it it gives people an in to thinking about some of the larger issues that they that I'm going to ask them to read theory about that they're like well why do we have to read theory about games right it's like okay so let's think about what this means right so let's think about you know how colonialism is at play in this game right and she gives it that in some hilarious ass ways right but but she still gets at it and so if they say okay so maybe if other people are seeing this does exist and it's not just this you know this, you know, crazy black feminazi uh, <laughs> that, you know, we can go ahead and have this conversation. And so it is important that we that we bring the community into the classroom as well. So, yeah, I get you. Absolutely. And I promise we'll try to do a kick-ass job with Invisibility Blue so that you will want to use it in your classes. <laughs> 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 Ain't no half step, and we'll have no choice, right? <laughs> I'm excited for that, though. I really am. How did that come about, anyway? I'm sorry, I know you're interviewing me, but how did that come about, anyway? Well, yeah, Sam, do you want to? Well, it's is it okay if I answer a little bit. We can we both answer? Yes. <laughs> it's always been a passion project for me. And I've always been like writing stuff about racing games and presenting on stuff in racing games. Um, and since I've been working on a larger book project, that's not really a book because it can't be. Because mm -hmm. um, and that's another thing to talk about medium when we talk about the work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, is so. And then, and then, so it's always been kind of boiling there, and I've been trying to figure out what this scholarly project was going to look like, right? So, and I've been chit-chatting with folks at, at digital presses and so on and so forth um, for the last for the last year or so. Um, and then I did that cuphead post. 
that made yes. every gator on the internet hate me instantly. Right? If they yeah, didn't yeah. already hate me, they, they did with that point. It was ugly. How I dare mean, you? The hate rushed in in ways. Right? <laughs> um, and then uh, Alicia came back and she's like, "Well, let's do another. Let's do another post. Let's write it together. That you know that talks about it, right?" And I said, "Fine, let's do it." And um. And then we were talking about it, and we were talking about videos, and and the fact that we have been talking about for the longest doing this, and Alicia was like, we need to kickstart this because we need we need more money than to make the videos that we already make because we need a higher production quality, and you know everything can't be funded out of my pocket. <laughs> oh. I'm about to be even though that's what it's been for four and a half years. Um, and you know, but we knew we knew the kind of we knew the kind of time and then the kind of effort and the aquatic kind of equipment that we were going to need. And then we wanted we wanted to also bring other people in. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Alicia, I'm sorry, I talked more than I meant to. Go no, ahead. no, that's okay. That was just it. Is that is that I was watching uh, when Sam was doing the Cuphead stuff. We were flooded, so we were staying at her house because mm -hmm. um, we couldn't get to our house, and we were talking about this stuff. And uh, we were like, oh, we're going to write this post together. And I found uh, the other game that we compared, the Fleisch and Cherry. Uh, and I was like, man, we really need to make this a video. Uh, we just kind of did it at first as a lark, but we had been talking about doing this very kind of thing for a long time. But then that day, because we were both there and we had stuff, and the kids were running around, and my husband was kind of watching the kids, we were like, you know what, let's do this today. Let's do it now. And from there, we watched the response to the video and we were like, let's stop talking about this and let's do it. Why not now? Why not us? Um, and it was we, actually kind of sweet because Alicia likes to play hard ass, but some of the posts, some of the comments and stuff that would come in, she would be like, I'm just going to delete these because, and I was like, baby, and those people ain't calling me nothing I ain't been called before. Right? <laughs> right. She was oh, like, I'm not hurting my feelings at all. She was like, no, I don't want you to see these. These are horrible. And I'm like, you, you think I have not, you think people haven't called me this before? That's right. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean I want to be party to them calling you anything like that today. And if I can, you know, be there for you, I'm going to be there for you because <laughs> you're my friend as well as my mentor. Oh. Oh. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no, I just, I really, Sam and I talk stuff all the time, and I just want to do it. But there wasn't any ass kissing. <laughs> I got to have a place to stay the next time my house floods. There is. I, you're I'm, my mentor. My I'm mentor. Oh. <laughs> Look, you know, really you can close. make fun of me all you want, but she's the reason why I'm here right now. So Absolutely. Well, and I, we're happy you're here, so I'll well, say thanks. that. Thank you. <laughs> I have a couple of uh, couple of students. They 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 take it upon themselves to to protect me. Um, like Melissa, if she's watching. Like Melissa, Maria, Bethany. Like I love I love my white ladies. They're wonderful. They go into Twitter and they shut people down on my behalf. <laughs> say, you're not getting ready to fuck with Dr. Gray. I love it. I love that. Like I, I don't have to do this. I told I I I understand. I understand. <laughs> White ladies on Twitter, man, we have power. I love, and I love it. And I love 
I do. That's that's all of the problematic statement right there. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, it's very problematic. But we also really like to argue, and we pride ourselves on doing. I know. I was just doing that. I'm <laughs> I fucking love arguing on Twitter. It is my life's blood. Like, oh, I'm arguing on Facebook. White ladies, all you do, good God. Hashtag white ladies. Hashtag. Yep. This I am fighting like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I know we're gonna jump. And Charlotte, you got a couple quick questions. So why don't you? Jump on I, in and ask him. I do. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I was. Uh, uh, okay. Do you have any tips for women? Uh, what women can do when facing the negativity, threats, and abuse in the community? Um, How can we all become amazing activists like you? Which I. This was a this was a a tough one for mm -hmm. me. I couldn't really think of anything profound to say. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have anything profound to say. That's okay. I think it's just really important that you constantly have in your mind like a face that you're fighting for or an idea that you're fighting for. You have to be passionate for something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. for instance, you know, I have a I got a lot of faces, you know, in my head. I've got Tanisha Ford, you know, um, Renisha McBride, um, Tanisha Anderson, excuse me, Sandra Bland. You know, I've got those faces of people, especially women, who have been subject to extreme forms of violence based on their identity. Now, granted, I know that those those ladies that I mentioned, you know, were killed like at the hands of the police. But and of course, and that doesn't in any way compare to trolls on Reddit or in you know Twitter. And I'm I would never ever make any kind of comparison. Um, to that level of violence compared to just being trolled. Um, but I think keeping that comparison in my mind uh, allows me to just endure it. I'm like, you know what, these dudes could be, these folks could be doing something way worse to me than they are, um, and they're not. And at the end of the day, I'm okay. I can just log off and I'm okay. But I don't also, I don't want to diminish that level of harassment mm -hmm. um, because oppression ultimately ends at some form of violence but we don't look at the precursors the thing that the things that lead up to that so for instance marginalization women are marginalized within gaming culture tech culture and society at large um, you're we're only able to be marginalized because society has deemed us as unvalued we're devalued we're exploited um, we're powerless. Um, we don't have a voice. So these, all of these kinds of things, you know, this is like that structure that, um, what's the lady's name? Iris Marion Young, love her. A white, love that white lady, man. But she outlines, you know, all these different forms of oppression that ultimately lead to acts of violence. So we can't ignore the, the violence, the harassment, that you know a lot of folks are subject to based on some aspect of their identity because it could ultimately lead up to somebody bringing a gun to somebody speaking in an event in Utah and then that person being threatened or that person could possibly be killed so what, what meanwhile you know people aren't taking it seriously 
all these threats that you know folks like Brianna Wu, you know, Anita Sarkeesian, you don't you, you don't take that seriously because oh, it's just on Twitter, oh, it's just social media that's not serious. But some motherfuckers bring a gun to an event where this woman's at, and then the all of a sudden those threats they become real. So we have to take it seriously um, because it could ultimately lead to some some form of violence. Mm -hmm. Somebody could easily, somebody can come to any of our offices at any time. It's public information. If they want to know where we're at Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 to 12, they can look on the websites and see exactly where we are. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wish people would start to take, you know, a lot of these things more seriously. And then they tell us, tell us not to engage. Well, don't engage and it'll go away. No, the fuck it won't. Go. It's not going away. You know, we need other people like to take it seriously. We need more male allies, you know, within these spaces. We need other folks, you know, that are on board with this. Because again, like I said, you, it goes from some Reddit troll. There's some motivated person that's gonna go to that church and decide to go and shoot everybody in there. You know, so I think it's it's um, rhetoric and discourse, you know, online rhetoric. You know, that that's all just fine. But there's gonna be somebody that's motivated to go and do something. So I think that's that's what motivates me. And the more um, we talk about how it's not real, you know, absolutely. that's a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they're not, they're not real. It's starting to drive me fucking nuts. Right. I'm yeah. Saying, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm fighting about right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just oh. but it is real. You know, people keep trying to say, oh, that's just the Internet. That's not real. No, it's real. It's real. It's, it's a real place that we are all at. It's real. Right. It's real. And, and like you say, it is that space. And, and you know, and then it's, it's that person who, who doxes someone who says, oh, well, I wasn't going to do anything to them. Okay, so it's not you in that case, right? right. But you dox someone and all their personal information is out there. Right, where they live, what their phone number is, where they work, who their kids are, where their kids go to school, all this stuff, and some other person. That's right. Somebody all there. Somebody could be motivated to do something. Right. And it yeah. just takes one person. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I did have an answer for you. So. All right. <laughs> we keep coming back to this really, really dark place where I'm everything so is terrible and nothing will ever be rainbows again. Yeah. Maybe the next question is rainbow. <laughs> so what's the know. next question, Charlotte? Bring us rainbows. Can you talk about some of the things you're working on right now? Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, of course, there's always stuff going on with the lab, and I, you know, I collaborate with folks, you know, students, you know, students are always wanting to do, like, projects and everything, um, and I try to reach out to folks, you know, across, you know, different disciplines. You know, I'm very interdisciplinary, you know, I think it's really um, important that we, you know, have this um, um, engagement with other um other disciplines because you know we can help make sense of a lot of what we're talking about by you know engaging some folks in whatever department you know that that doesn't matter so but, but I'm working on some projects with um with a colleague she's in the social intelligence program um um program at our school so we're kind of looking at um actually I don't know what that has to do with the project I'll figure that out but we're looking at looking at engagements with gaming as more than addiction so I think, um, you know, the literature is slowly moving, like, away from looking at just, like, hours spent online or doing some kind of thing as, like, addiction. I'm like, you know, well, that's that's too simple. 
you know, what we do when we're in these spaces is a little more complex than that. So, for instance, when you're on, um, I remember doing some interviews, you know, outlining what, when a person goes onto Xbox Live, what are they actually doing? Gaming only represented a small chunk of what they actually did. They were on Netflix. They were on um, uh, looking at sports. You know, they were spent a lot of time on ESPN. Um, Xbox was just the, the the medium for for them doing all these other things. They ordered pizza. I don't know if I don't know if that feature is still on the 360, but you could order a pizza. Um, they ordered pizza from Pizza Hut, and they were spending hours like within that app. Um, but I think it's really important that we start engaging. You know, like this convergence of all this media into these into these spaces into these consoles and really like engaging, well what are people actually doing? You know, it's more than just playing the game all day long. Um, so that's that's one kind of project. I guess another project is looking at I'm trying to go away from like the verbal stuff and kind of looking at how we make sense of people and identity using nonverbal cues. So like the gamer tag, I'm really interested in like gamer tags and people's usernames like within spaces and how people make sense of um, how like a lot of women may gender their gamer tags. Does that influence like you know like um, uh, their engagements with other people in the space? Does that fuel the flames of some trolls within the space if they see that you have uh, MS something on your gamer tag? Mm -hmm. um, so I think those are probably some of the the main projects that we're working on right now um, within the within the lab. Um, and we just got, you know, it was the end of the, you wonder where I got all my money that I got. It was the end of the fiscal year and money had to be spent. So I'm like, hey, I'll spend it. So, we, <laughs> so, you know, there were some things that I could and could not do with the money. So, for instance, we had, like, money, like, for capital equipment. So I was able, I got a couple more consoles. We got some Wii U's in there. Um, we've got, you know, more controls, you know, games and stuff like that. But then we also had some money that I could put to something else, um, but I had to spend it really quick. So the, I, this was, like, I think the stars were in line with this. I was like, oh, this <laughs> came along. I was like, okay, well, let me put this money right here. I was like, can, can we do that? And they said, yeah, we can do that. I was like, okay. So I'm going <laughs> to be hitting them up at the end of every fiscal year to say, hey, y'all got some money? You know, <laughs> you got extra. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, so uh, that, that's kind of what's happening. I just got to say really quickly that I love you and I would like to be my best friend. BFS <laughs> <laughs> now. Okay. Yay! <laughs> that's, that's, I got everything I needed out of tonight. Peace, I'm out. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. I love I'll you. I'll never have to come back. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I no, love seriously, it. we should be talking about like usernames and gamer tags. I just lit up over here like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I was yes, looking to do it that much. Yeah, that was written on that, you know? So I was like, it'll be something cool to do. So if you need some if you need something to work on, you let me know. I'm just uh, seeing how busy, don't she? <laughs> she does. Yeah. Damn, travel, man. I'm going to work on some stuff. I'll be back. <laughs> I love it. Well, if y'all ever get bored, we need to collaborate. Well, I know y'all are busy doing a lot of stuff right now. We need to collaborate. We got to do something. We do. We need to talk We're about not busy that. at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Busy's relative. <clears throat> right? Well, I want to know about this gaming lab. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> It was funny how the gaming lab came about. 
I, I actually, I never told how it came about, but my our outgoing dean, um, he actually told it in a very public manner. And I thought, I was thinking maybe we couldn't, but since he told it, I'm, I share now where the lab came from. So I was going to be, um, I was going to be, I had to apply for a job. I got a job, um, and I was getting ready to go. Uh, they tried to figure out a way to keep me at EKU, and I was like, well, no, I'm ready to go. I'm, you know, I found something else. This is done. So they they presented a proposal with a lot of stuff in it, and it included a gaming lab. Well, I'm still at EKU, so I, I you know, I, I accepted the, I accepted the renegotiated contract. Um, so they, so the lab came about, you know, just from from, you know, they they found space, they found money, and they said, hey. Stay with us a little while longer, please. Um, we know this isn't going to be home for you forever, but we love you. We want to take care of you, and they do. And I, I appreciate my colleagues. I, I really have great colleagues. They they take care of me. Um, but they know that this place is it's it's not going to be where I retire. Um, so the lab came from that. So I had no idea how to run a lab. So I spent a lot of time googling and seeing what other labs did. Um, and I had to create like a vision for it. I'm glad they didn't make me come up with a proposal. They just gave it to me, and so I've just been <laughs> figuring out the vision for the space. I'm like, so what are we gonna do here? You know, what are we gonna do? So I was like, well, I guess I'll just continue the research that I do, as opposed to just gaming at home in the back room. I'll bring it here, and I'll I'll game here. Um, so I'm still actually working on, I guess maybe like that that research vision. You know, a lot of a lot of what I've done recently has just been clearing out like old projects that I've been working on. Um, but I really want it to be like this, like a hub of um, of critical scholarship, you know, critical engagements of empowering, you know, women within spaces and showcasing, you know, awesome work that folks like you all do and, you know, other folks like across the country and across the world do. I just really want it to be like a space where we show, hey, women, people of color, um, you know, we're doing some really cool things in gaming. So that's it. That's what we're doing. Um, and also, that's that's the research part of it. The other side of it, it's an extension of the classroom. Um, you know, I use it for you know my my gaming classes. You know, I've even managed to figure out a way to get my hip hop students in there too. Um, we're gonna play some Fifty Cent's game. Oh so, God, blood, yeah. what is it? Blood in the sand. Yeah. I'm yeah. But I'm I'm guessing from the name and from some of the screenshots I saw, it might be a good way to talk about some Islamophobia, maybe, because I just mm -hmm. assumed that they were in some sense. I was like, we'll figure out something to do, you know, with this class in the lab. Um, so that's that's kind of what it is right now. You know, it's kind of like my place to do my research, place for students to hang out, you know, and like another place where we can go a third a third place, if you will, you know, like for for my classes and everything. Yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Still All right, so I got one more question for you. What's up? And it's an easy one. What's up? So, is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you want to tell us about? Anything hmm. you're burning to tell us about? Oh my goodness. Um, we didn't talk about about everything, but uh, we did. We did. Talk. <laughs> to, let me see. Let me go pull up my notes and see if I put anything here. I'm trying to see. Uh. I, I wanted to know where, I know it's not related to me, but I wanted to know where you came up with the name, Not Your Mama's Gamer. Like, where did that 
where that that come from? What does that mean? I'd like to know that. Well, I came up with the name Not Your Mom's Gamer because I started to think about the way people thought about gamers, right? Mm -hmm. And people think about gamers or thought about gamers in specifically as specifically the antithesis to what I saw the women because at the time when we started Not Your Mom's Gamer, it was just me and Alex Lane. So it was kind of the total antithesis to uh, uh, to what we actually were as gamers, right? We are women, um, we are feminist, um, we are kind of all of these non-gamer things, which is white male, yeah. when people think about, you know, white male living in your mama's basement kind of thing, and we are none of those things, right? Um, right. And and that's kind of so I was like so it's like we're not we're anti gamers we are not the gamers mm -hmm. and I was like you know kind of like you know not your mama's gamer right mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like these are not the gamers, gamers you're looking for <laughs> what is it not the gamers you're looking for exactly yeah. and that's kind of where it came from it's like because I saw my vision for the site was to build a community for people who are not what people think gamers are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 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 So that's, that's, that's where it came from. Okay. Okay. And your support, like, you get, like, good support and everything, like, from, you know, your colleagues, your department, your school, you know, Purdue, they give you good, like, so I'm guessing you have, like, an infrastructure. <laughs> um. <laughs> now your mama's gamer has been supported for four and a half years by me. So, equipment that you know, equipment that goes to any of um, the staff, or um, equipment that you know goes to anybody um, hosting all that stuff um, has been has been uh, sponsored solely by me. <laughs> um, uh, close your mouth. <laughs> you were like, um, mm. but, <laughs> wow. But that has recently begun begun to change. Well, yeah. Well, because we started a Patreon, um, and we've had we've had patrons for what three months now. Yes, wonderful, lovely patrons whom we adore. Um, so we've been getting some outside support, yeah, uh, for the last couple of months. Um, I more support comes for my scholarship on campus because um, we have a lab there. Um, they, I've been able to over the years write tons of internal grants, um, some external grants, uh, big borrow and steal where I can uh, to fund everything that goes on on campus. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, you know, because we have, a, like I said, we have a lab space. We have, we have, I think we have pretty much all of the last three generations of consoles yeah. um, in the lab at this point, um, TVs, stuff like that. I mean, and, and when I say big borrow and steal, I mean big borrow and steal. Um, <laughs> Robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so who can I get money from to buy this? Right. Um, and because it, it goes not only for research, but for classroom use as well. Um, 
so I've been able to 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 write pedagogical grants and research grants and so on and so forth to to get funding for that kind of thing. Mm, okay. okay. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to go over the course of the next couple of years, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. All right. <laughs> why do you think I'm why do you think I'm trying to build up all this cred but doing like all these extra jobs around the department so I can be like, Hey guys, we've been helping you out. Time for some retirement. I'm trying, I'm trying to support you, Sam. I'm always here to support I feel you. you. I feel you, absolutely. I'm absolutely. I'm 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 disappointed in the lack of response that your Kickstarter has not gotten. <laughs> I, I feel like, and of course, maybe this is my naivete, but I feel like, like I recall all the money. And again, this is no shade at um, you know the folks that just do gendered stuff. Mm -hmm. But I look at the outpouring of support that, like the feminist community, like you know provides, you know, with gender and game and stuff. Um, I guess I would have loved to see more support from the feminist community for what you're doing. Um, and it's not there. Yeah. Um, of course, this is nothing new to you. You know, you all know all this stuff, but I, I want that to be known publicly. I feel like that needs to be said publicly. Um, because we, you let us not support a woman. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get mad. But then when we ask for support for another aspect of our identity, mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're it's a distraction. We're shifting conversations. Um, I have to remind folks, uh, I'm black too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't normally know that. They may not get that. <laughs> you um, are? I am. Shit. Indeed. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn off the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got two black people on one podcast. We might explode. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we weren't diverse. That's what they tell us. <laughs> right, we're not. Sam's just a token minority, a token. even though she's the founder <laughs> of the site. I, <laughs> I need that t shirt. I need like a token. I, I really want that. Remind, remind, <laughs> just the old arcade token right on the t-shirt. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Yo. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I love that. Uh, but I was just really disappointed. Like whenever I was looking like early, I was thinking, I was like, this is going to get funded quick. I was rushing to try to get the category of funding that I gave. I was rushing to, to be one of those. Mm-hmm. Thinking that people would have were, were going to flock to that, I've I've been very I've been disappointed. Looking well, at how you're my, not the only one. I know, <laughs> I, know, I know. Like I said, I know this is nothing new to you. I just I just I wanted to say that you know publicly. I appreciate that. I I do too. And I wondered when we started working on it, uh, you know, if if maybe. Ah, man, some of this stuff is so hard to say because you, you don't want to say it wrong. You don't want sure. to sure. mess up your message. Uh, yeah. 
I, I asked him, I said, you know, you know, I'm here for you and I'll do anything and I'll, I'll cut video footage all day long and I've learned so much stuff working with Sam, things yeah. that I didn't know how to do before. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm happy to do the research and to stream and to get the footage and, and help with analysis and just whatever. And I yeah. said, you know, am I going to hurt you on this project? Because at the end of the day, I am still a white lady sure. and I'm passionate about this stuff. I want my children to grow up playing games that are more diverse than the games that, they're, that are out there now. And I don't want my children to be faced with stereotypical representations sure. of so-called diverse characters. Or, you know, there, uh, I could go off on this for a while. So it, it is something that's very close to my heart and something I feel very strongly about, but I didn't want to be like a detriment to the project. But Sam was like, no, you know, everybody, everybody can have these conversations. And now when I, when I look at what's happening, and we do have a lot of people who are really passionately supporting us and boosting the Kickstarter and getting out there and trying to help us and have pledged a, a lot of money, yeah. we're still not seeing some of the response that I also hoped that we would see. And I'm like, how, how do, you, do people not jump to support a black female academic trying to do race work? The face. <laughs> She's getting the face. I saw the face. Like, how do you not? <laughs> okay, you weren't supposed to see the face. <laughs> I like the face. Uh, so you know, I feel I feel a little bit. I'm having very complicated feelings. I'm really happy with what we've gotten. I'm really happy with where we're going. We're gonna work our asses off to make this amazing. Absolutely. And we're gonna do what we have to do. That's right. But yeah, it does at the same time a little uh, complex and sometimes sad. And those are my feelings. I thought we were going to end on a happy note. Shit, I'm no. Fine. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> How many beers have you drank? How about that? Because you've Only been drinking. Just, just two. Just the two. I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, me? I've, this is my second one. Okay. I just finished the second one. Okay. I've had a little more than that. <laughs> Charlotte's like, don't put me in a box, you guys. Don't put me in a box. Judge me. My... My daughter, by the way, um, she likes to watch Futurama. Everybody can judge me now as a parent because my two-year-old likes to watch Futurama. Um, but she, her favorite character is Bender. <laughs> she loves Bender. And so now she thinks everything is beer. So I had like a can of seltzer water earlier, and she was like, Mommy, you're beer. I was like, oh, God. What I is she her. saying? What is she saying every day at daycare? And right? When are they right. going to arrive knocking on our door? Girls, they're going to better call CPS. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk to you about your uh, drinking habits. Oh, God. Right? I love yeah. it. But so y'all keep, keep doing what you do. And like I said, don't. You know the good work that you need to do. And you know it's important to the folks that it needs to be important to. You know, um,. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. Um, and again, like I said, I hope it gets funded. I'll I work to see. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was just when I I looked, I I I stopped looking because I was like, you know, this should be funded by now. It is what it is, and we're gonna keep working. But thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. For I'm everything. I'm gonna put small children out with with lemonade signs. <laughs> <laughs> we 
do have between the th between the two of us, we have three really cute children. All right, awesome, good. Get them out there. Get them out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's no reason why it shouldn't it should be funded. It's just no reason. We're we're well, gonna, we're, we're gonna hustle. How much, much did they need to have? Girl, don't don't start. Don't you start. Don't swear okay. <laughs> Jesus. If you start that, you gonna see more in the face. We don't we don't like to compare to other people. <laughs> we don't have I'll tell you what though, we don't have the twenty death threats an hour, so there's that. But we also don't have hundred and fifty eight thousand well, dollars. Um <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Mm. Mm. I would Because y'all not up here trying to start some shit. I love y'all. This has been, I mean, it's been really sad at moments, but it's also been a really great show. Right? <laughs> oh, I think we lost Ashley. She fell asleep. <laughs> she probably did like a half an hour. <laughs> She's playing Journey. <laughs> She's like, screw y'all, I got my game. <laughs> you know, she turned into a pumpkin at 10 o'clock. She's asleep. No, All right. Tired. <laughs> I love y'all. This is awesome. You're going to have to come back. You, definitely. Just invite me. Just whenever. Like next Just, time? Don't, you know what? Don't, don't, don't say that out loud because we will. Because <laughs> Sam's going to be like, shut up, Charlotte. And I'm all like, next time? <laughs> uh, how about after you know what in August 8th too that's a perfect day how about after Ooh. the 8th of August the 8th of August is perfect because I'm moving and I'll be happier because I'll have Lego let's do it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a blog seriously if this really doesn't get funded I'm, I'm, I've already prepped the blog it's going to fund it's going to fund yeah just know that it's going to happen I got to talk some shit <laughs> so yeah, I, have <laughs> I have faith. I have faith in the people who are out there helping us keep this going. Um, we have 15 days to go. Mm -hmm. 15 days, $1,500 to go. Oh my gosh. Yep, we can, we can do it. We can we do, do it. it. We will do it. <clears throat> some, right. of us, some of us poor people are watching, so there's probably more other poor people watching. Well, yes. what poor people watching can do is spread the word. Yeah, and we and, okay. and, and and because that is just important, just as important. Yeah, just important. Find Nothing your favorite, news. your favorite news outlet and send them a message. Be like, hey guys, you should write a story on this. Oh, Ooh. I can do that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Little things like that are are the way that we we will get to a wider audience because the audience that we have. They love us. They're already out there sharing it. They're already out there trying to support it. And you know, just, people, we get messages from people who are like, "I can't afford to back it right now, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tweet it. And I'm gonna post it, and that's great. We we love that. Do it. Yeah. I just Absolutely. meant some of those poor people are watching, and we'll give up the money if it. <laughs> poor, poor people watching can give up money too. Hell. Right. If it becomes necessary, I'm pretty right. cool. <laughs> Right. Right. I, was, moving. I was turning tricks to find the money for y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get us in trouble now. We didn't have nothing to do with it. 
I was like, I'm hilarious now. It's too late. It's way it too late. late. We have been going for a while. I still have to go help my husband with his research project. We got to go. This is <laughs> All right. On okay. that note, there was a little levity there at the end. I love it. Well, we're going to break some. Kashada, for joining us for, God, episode 107? Yep. 107. We've been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Thanks to everybody uh, who's listening or listened live. Um, and we're not going. We're not going to say we have any deals for broke ass gamers. Do we have any deals for broke ass gamers this week, Charlotte? I don't even know. <laughs> like, find some Legos in yeah. my honor. <laughs> there actually are a lot of Lego clearances going on <laughs> at Target and Walmart. So you I don't need to. Know. I'm just saying it's happening. Summer clearance. There's a big Bethesda sale at uh, Humble the on the Humble sale. Don't go to Good Old Games. Uh, oh, mm. I didn't say that out loud. All right. Anyway, because <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that. She's telling people not to go to Good Old Games because it's total biscuit. Anyway, who goes there anyway? For real. Total on that biscuit. note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, my friends, until next time when we record episode 108, which will actually, for the first time in three or four weeks, be two weeks away. Wow. wow. I have been recording week to week episodes. <laughs> Ooh, we've been working. Oh, hard. Um, until then, stay warm. Stay warm. Good Lord. No, don't stay, stay cool. cool. Stay cool. <laughs> Stay cool. Have another beer. And as always, my friends, game on. Game on.